0: Uh, Hey guys, this is Chris Sun. I'm the director of Charlie's Farm, Boar and Daddy's Little Girl. And you're listening to Three Guys at Horror.
1: in half an hour, I will be a part of the Ladomus Gaming Dynasty Empire?
2: Uh, Dominion. We prefer Dominion.
1: I honestly can't wait to be a part of your family.
3: There's just one more thing, and then you are officially part of the family.
2: So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family.
1: A game? What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that?
4: Well, the rules are simple. You can hide anywhere. We then try to find you.
1: So there's no way for me to win, right?
4: mean, stay hidden till dawn. No,
1: thank you.
4: Good luck.
5: What the hell is this? How old is this thing?
0: You shot the maid. Does she look like she's wearing a giant white wedding dress? Emily? Holy shit! I had to play along so that I can get you out. It's
1: insane.
6: They think they have to kill before sunrise or something very bad will happen to the family.
2: If
0: we don't find her and perform the ritual, we're all dead.
3: Found her. <laughs> damn it! Emily! I
6: don't know what I'm doing!
3: Today's video is called Getting to Know Your Crossbow.
1: I forgot my gun.
5: Why don't you just use mine,
1: Mr. LaDomas, I just saw her running. Oh my God! Oh, fuck your fucking
6: family!
3: You're just another sacrifice.
6: Ah. Do you think this is a fucking game?
2: Ah. Yes, I didn't see wanted mm-hmm. to get married.
4: I'm sorry. Hello, welcome back to Three Guys at Horror. You just heard the trailer for Ready or Not, currently in theaters directed by Matt Bedellini, Olpfin, and Tyler Gillette, starring Samara Weaving, Adam Brody, Mark O'Brien, and if you stay tuned to after the show, we have both the directors and what was the other guest, Joe, on um, his name
0: was,
4: hold on, I have it here. Uh, Ch- yeah, it
0: was, uh, Chad, something or the other, uh, he's the executive, pre- uh, yeah, Chad, Chad Ch- Val- Valela, um, who is the executive producer of the movie. The three of them together make up the, uh, Radio Silence Production Company. I know some Har fans have probably heard that before, but, uh, yeah, it was a great interview, um, and definitely stick around at the end of the show.
4: Yep, so you or Not, currently in Theaters, go see it. Um, and Steve, why don't you take it away?
5: All right. Uh, I just want to talk about a con I went to this weekend before we get into questions. Uh, so I went to Toronto Fan Expo, which I believe is the biggest uh, geek con in Canada, uh, to give you an idea how big it is. the For the four-day event, there's about 150,000 people who attend, and I went on the Saturday, which is by far the busiest day, so I'd assume... Around 70,000 people were there. Uh, so it's a mega huge con. Uh, there was very little horror representation, unfortunately. Boo! Yeah. Lame. I know for sure. <laughs> and actually, the reason that I was going originally was to meet Rain Wilson, who was in, of course, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, but he cancelled, like, three days uh, before the event. Oh, but shit. Since I had a non-refundable uh, train ticket and, you know, hotel and all that stuff, I decided to go anyway. But I did get to meet Mia Farrow from Rosemary's Baby, which was... Sweet. Oh,
3: <laughs> my
7: God. Uh,
5: yeah, not someone I ever thought I would kind of meet. I didn't think she would ever do cons. I think this is only her second or third, at least in recent times, that I've seen. So it was cool to meet her. Very, very nice lady, um, she shook the hand of everybody in line before she got to the table, which unfortunately was very small. Um, yeah, I, I wow. thought she'd be a big guest, but there's, like, nobody in her line.
0: Yeah, and... well, the movie's, like, 50 years old, and I feel like her fan base is mainly probably
5: older people, so... Yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of wheelchairs in the line. Like a oh. oh, that's amazing, though. I love that. It, yeah, it was really cool to talk horror with them, because I was standing there for at least half an hour waiting for it. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that was cool. But I did get to see a lot of cool uh, horror booths. I met our sponsor, Deadly Grounds Coffee. Nice.
6: Cool. Because
5: they're based out of Canada, so uh, I got to try some of their coffee. Uh, very rem- good.
1: Do you remember what kind you tried?
5: I, I tried a bunch. They, they had yeah, a bunch of like, samples there. They have, just... Cool. Yeah, so very nice people, very good coffee, so I'd urge you to check that out. Uh, I also met the people from Troma, which was cool. Nice. Because their movies are really hard to get in Canada, so it was nice to see uh, kind of what they were selling and that, that kind of stuff. Uh, it's actually funny. They wanted a picture of me, which is, would be the opposite of normal <laughs> because they liked my shirt. So. Oh, sweet. Uh, awesome. And uh, finally, uh, you wearing? Killer Clowns from Outer Space oh, from nice. Halloween Horror Nights last year. Cool. And also, huge shout out to the people at Revenant FX. Uh, They do—you've probably seen in the horror community, uh, like horror gnomes. They come around once in a while. You see pictures of them. Uh, They make really, really cool horror gnomes. I have the whole collection. They're this really cool couple, and uh, got to chat a little bit with them. They also make masks and signs and stuff. So overall, it was fun. So, do you want my gnome prop, Steve? Your gnome prop? Yeah, yeah, for sure. After it bit off the dick, though. um yeah so cool con have you guys ever been to a con that big before
0: uh yeah i've been to rhode island comic con which is like one of the they call it the biggest con in the smallest state so uh yeah it's huge uh that's def the biggest one i've ever been to is that the
1: one they just had a few weeks ago
0: no it's coming up in november
1: oh. um like which... who are some of the big people that
0: um, so, Elijah, they announced Elijah Wood is going to be there this year. Um, so a bunch of Stranger Things people. I forget, like, big, big like names, but, like, in years past, they've had uh, – when I went a couple years ago, they had, you know, Pee Wee Herman, Weird Al Yankovic, um, Bautista – oh, no, CM Punk, is it? Or Bautista, one of the other – who's the one from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy?
4: Bautista. Bautista, yeah.
0: He was there and uh, a whole bunch of others. Did other... he have
4: a big line? Freddie, yeah, his, but line was fucking massive. Damn, because yeah. I'm going to one next month. That's like one of those Comic Con kind of things, and he's gonna be there. Yeah, his line was huge. I think people were waiting for up to eight hours for him. Yeah, so, not gonna do that.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, those big cons, like I avoid them, like if I can, like that is not where you really want to meet, like hard, like big horror guests. Like if, if you can avoid it, obviously, <laughs> but. You know, sometimes you can't make it out to all the horror cons and whatnot, and they can't always bring in the big names. Because like, I remember that, you know, Robert England's line's always huge, but I remember, like, people were saying they were waiting six to eight hours to meet him at that wow. Comic Con,
5: too. So, yeah, that's the biggest one I've ever been to, though. Uh, that's crazy. Yeah, what about you, Todd? Have you been to big, big cons?
4: No, I've done just horror cons, but there's that one coming up. Um trying to find the name for it i think it's like GalaxyCon or something in louisville david batista's gonna be there um the dude from 1408 I forget his name samuel jackson no the white guy <laughs> cusack oh cusack yeah. i like
1: you forgot his name
0: cusack's a big name <laughs> cusack's a, a big name, name. i've I heard he's not like the fra- i haven't heard a lot of good stories about people who have met him though I he heard has
4: what he has like a dickish awesome. face if we're being honest <laughs> yeah um, resting resting bitch face yeah but i'm gonna go there has got a lot of wrestlers too which i'm not into but um, I want to meet Carrie Elwes, though, because I never met him before. Oh, that'd be sweet. He's a big did childhood he guy. Get something saw signed. Probably, yeah. I'll get the him to add his signature to the Tobin one. Nice.
5: Yep.
0: Cool. So you just so, met, the one thing? Oh, sorry. Go did ahead. You you just met Pharaoh, Steve, Mia Uh
5: Yeah, I mean, I walked around, look, looked at the other ones. Uh, there was the guy I forget his name right now that did um, RoboCop right next to her. Paul Verhoeven. Uh, no, the uh, the actor. Oh, the new? Wait, the new no, one or the, the old No, the, the old
0: one. Oh, original Robocop. Oh, uh, yeah. Peter
5: Weller. That's right, Peter oh, Weller. That's legit, man. Be, be, that because, is... Yeah, they had a, um, a Blade Runner reunion. Um, unfortunately, Roger Howard passed away, and one of the other ones didn't make it to the con, so it ended up pretty much just being him, but no Harrison uh, yeah, Ford. it was cool to see. No, no Harrison Ford. No no, Ford. That's <laughs> <weird>. <laughs> yeah, but I did get to see John Travolta, you know, kind of from far, and... Uh, because he was there promoting his new movie, uh the Fanatic. Fanatic. Yeah. yeah. So that was cool. But what I like about these big cons, though, especially like geek cons or comic cons, is that horror isn't super popular usually at those. So I could get more time with the horror guests, which yeah. is kind of a small advantage. And just uh, for Carrie, always there, of all the cons I've ever been to, he's the only person I've ever seen close off his booth for, uh, for signings. So I'm curious if he's going to do that at your con as well. Oh, yeah. oh, like he's like 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 in a separate
0: room or something?
5: No, no, right. not even. So it's, like, you know, how at cons they have like a huge row of all the tables with each celebrity. Yeah. Well, they're all open, and then his was like closed off just randomly, completely.
4: Was it so people don't take pictures of him walking by?
5: I guess so. I I don't know. Even um, I met Chris Durandin, who is was on this next, right next to him. Even he's like, yeah, it's really weird. That's,
0: yeah. I've only seen that. I've seen that once for uh, Val Kilmer did that. At a con I was at recently, but I think that's because he's having like
4: he's had some yeah. health issues. Yeah, he's still in uh, Top Gun too, though. That's pretty
0: cool. Oh, cool! Yeah. Nice. Did you pick hey, up right. anything from
4: the trauma table, Steve?
5: No, I didn't. I mean, <laughs> great people, but their prices are like really high. I don't know if it's the same in the U.S., but I mean, we're looking at forty dollar dvd oh hell no oh, God. like 15 that's, yeah, bucks that's, here <laughs> that's
0: canadian price, uh, <laughs> right. price gouging for sure yeah man, you
6: guys
4: got the like, shaft all the, calls,
0: man. all the calls we've been to i've been like oh they're actually pretty cheap like mostly i think they were like ten dollar dvd some that's like most 15 20 but definitely not uh, that high damn <laughs> trauma
1: but uh yeah, so oh, eight, before, eight,
0: before you get to email steve i did want to mention um Just a little disclaimer, um, we are officially off of SoundCloud, so if you were listening to us on SoundCloud, jump over to anywhere else, Spotify, Stitcher, iTunes, Um, I'm going to continue posting the newest episodes on SoundCloud, but that is all, that will be on there, none of our back episodes will be on there, so make that switch, and also I had to resubmit our Spotify RSS feed. I mean, it's all technical stuff, but anyway, um, so you may have been unsubscribed to us. Um, if you listen to us through Spotify, so just double check, um, your account, make sure, um, you're uh, subscribed to us on there. It might've um, gotten, uh, unsubscribed there, but, um, it's all set now. So just, uh, make sure, uh, search three guys at are on there. If you're not subscribed and make sure you follow us. And one last thing, make sure to leave a review because it does really help us. Whether you listen to us on iTunes wherever, leave a review um, for us. Um, we're not asking for five stars or anything. Just if you think we warrant a five star, that'd be great. Five <laughs> but it only takes five seconds, and uh, it helps us a lot. So yeah.
4: Unless you're the guy that left a two star review, <laughs> screw you. <laughs> now nah, his review is pretty funny. <laughs>
5: All right, ready to get into questions? Let's get into emails, yes. All right, so you can email us at 3guys.whore at gmail.com. That is the number three. Or you can send us mes- messages as well on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram, all 3 guys that whore. Uh We got two on social media that are going to be for Radio Knot, so I'll talk about those a little later. But I did get a couple about just random horror questions. First one comes from Twitter. It's from Jedi Mind 1207 he says, in your opinion, what is the current most successful franchise? Ooh. My car
0: franchise? Oh, jeez.
5: Uh, currently? Or- Ooh, that's tough.
0: Um, what's going right now? The only, like, The Purge? Conjuring. It's Conjuring, and definitely, uh, yeah, The Conjuring. Annabelle's.
4: Right? Yeah. I'd go yeah. con- the whole Conjuring universe. whole man.
0: Conjuring universe, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um, followed by, I mean,
4: yeah, that's definitely Maybe what tough. about
1: before all of that?
4: like what like, like 80s before the or, new ones, Yeah. It's probably, it's probably uh Friday the 13th. Friday the 13th. Yeah, I probably probably, probably Friday, Friday. Friday the
0: 13th. They've had the most, but mm. Halloween is about to pass it, so That's true. Uh, yeah, uh, so yeah, I don't know I, I I'd be curious to see who's made the most money like out of like the main slashers. I'm going to google it. I would I would bet Halloween, but that's not fair cuz the new movie made a ton of mo- money, so
1: Why is that not fair?
0: Fine. Well, because inflation and stuff. I mean, ticket prices are a lot higher than they were in the 80s. Yeah.
4: But, I mean, Halloween had some. I mean, I oh, guess. Oh, we're all wrong. Right. Oh, okay. Oh. My boy Saw. Oh, okay. 873 yeah. million worldwide. Oh,
7: wow. wow. yeah, yeah. I nice. could see that. Those movies are super
4: yeah. cheap. Yeah.
1: Good for them.
0: All right. Yeah, so I'll go Conjuring.
4: Yeah, Sam,
5: agree?
1: Yeah.
4: Yeah, I I'm gonna do the i to do the top 13 current.
1: Yeah,
4: right, we got number 13, Underworld. Um, 12, Resident Evil. Yeah, those are a lot of them. Uh, 10, Exorcist. Five movies, which is surprising. Let's see nine. I don't remember five.
0: Uh, I don't know that.
4: Number three is really good. That's a hidden gem. And then yeah. uh, they had two remakes back to back like 10 years ago.
0: Oh, that's right. I remember those.
4: Uh, Halloween, number nine. Scream, Scream number eight, Elm Street number seven, Friday Thirteenth number six, Paranormal number five. Oh yeah, those are big. Oh yeah, Jaws number four. Oh, this one says Saw is at number seven. This must be old. The Conjuring. Oh no, they're adding the Conjuring. The Conjuring is number two, and Alien at one with eight films. Wow, the Alien franchise. cool. Cool.
5: Very cool. All right. Uh, next question from Jedi Mind is Creepshow versus Tales from the Crypt. What do you got?
4: Ooh. Tales. Uh, we, got, we got
5: like five seasons of Tales, right?
4: So. Yeah,
0: it's kind of not fair because you got two Creepshow movies that equal like six or seven. Well, three Creepshow movies, but I don't think anyone counts the third one. So really you got like seven shorts versus like five whole seasons of Tales from the Crypt. Not really fair, um, but I mean I got to go – Tales just because mm-hmm.
5: I can watch those anytime. Yeah, I agree. How about we go movie versus movie then? Tales from the Crypt had a couple movies.
0: They did. Um, I would still go. I'd go Creepshow then. i
4: go. I go Creepshow 2. Part 2, not 2. Part 2, yeah. yeah. 2 is great.
5: Anybody else? I think Steve's, Steve's yeah, muted. I, yeah, I was waiting for Sam to answer. Sam, you got anything? Tales. Tales.
1: not changing my
5: answer <laughs> and yeah i'd go creep show for going for the movies if we include a tv show i'd go tales as well because there's just so much more to uh and a better host for tales so uh i do like creep show one better than two though i know you guys i think both of you and i uh, I, know, I, you. Yeah. I prefer two well what is it about two that you guys like more than one it's
1: been forever since i've seen two i think one um, i think
4: one's kind of boring during a a few of the segments to be honest like the cockroach one's kind of boring to me and stephen king's one is just terrible because of his acting
0: yeah i think the second one just flows better to me like even like my favorite segment my favorite segment is probably um the crate one in the first one but that one kind of go even goes a little too long for its own good but i mean they're all they're both really good i just prefer to
5: okay yeah well see i i really like the first segment uh, the one with the birthday. No, oh, uh, yeah, also, that's a great yeah. one. Followed I also it, really yeah. like the one with uh, Leslie Nielsen. So, and who else, Steve? And Ted Danson. And who <laughs> else, Steve? I don't remember. the Galen <laughs> Ross. Was it Galen Ross? Yeah, she's. Oh in shit! There. Yeah, it is. Oh my god. I have, yeah, I need to watch a creep show. Gone of the Dead, right? Yeah, you got it. Yeah. All right. Uh, so next question, still from Jedi Mind, is what's your favorite demonic, satanic horror film? Not including The Exorcist. Sorry, Steve. <laughs>
0: uh, ooh, that's a good question. First one that pops in my head is The House of the Devil uh, for a current one. Really love that movie. Super underrated, I think. I don't hear a lot of people talking about that one. Is that the one we just
1: saw that, Yeah, that I saw this year yeah. for the first mm-hmm.
0: time? Yeah, oh, with uh, Tom Noonan. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's uh, Ty
5: West, I believe. But yeah, really, really good movie. And I'll, I'll go. Um, I, I wrote Stigmata. I, I Ooh, really wow. love like that movie. It's uh, it's about someone getting a stigmata, which is getting kind of the same wounds as Jesus Christ. And uh, yeah, I think it's just a really killer movie and very underrated. I I don't hear it mentioned a lot in like horror chats and stuff, so it's something I think people should watch.
0: Yeah, it's a great one. I haven't seen it in forever, so I just am curious to see if it would hold up like as good as I remember it. but It does. It does? It awesome. does? Yeah.
6: yeah. Cool.
0: Yeah, that's that's definitely a good one.
1: Well, I'm going to be basic and just go with The Exorcism of Emily Rose. That's a good one. I yeah. remember seeing that in the theater and it creeped me out.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a good one. The Last Exorcism was pretty good too.
1: Uh, who's in that one?
0: God, I can't remember. <laughs> a I, was Patrick, but I can't
1: I can Was it Patrick Wilson? Oh, that's where no. it's kind of like, is it The Hoax?
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it was that's, pretty good. And then it gets, like, one. bashful crazy at the end. No, yeah.
1: who is that guy? What's his name? God. I think he's he's random. the professor from the college year, Saved by the Bell, I
4: thought. Oh, is it? Um, I don't know. Talking can go all think up it so. up while we're going. Uh, Night of the Demons. Oh, oh hell, yeah. Yeah. That's good. hell yeah. 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 Hell
5: yeah. Yeah, so some good ones out there, but also a note, and I, I know I... Brag on this a lot, but you guys gotta check out the actress' TV show. There's I have two to
4: ideas.
5: Yeah. Steve,
1: yeah. I almost started watching it a few days ago because I remember you were telling us that it was good, but I was like, let me wait for Joe and see.
4: I'm gonna start watching it. Oh, Patrick Fabian, by the way. Yeah, I just looked it up. Who is also in Muscle
0: Love Dogs?
1: Is that the guy from the college <laughs> years? Yeah, it is. Yeah. See
0: it by the Bell, the college years. Yep.
1: Cute.
5: Professor
0: Lasky.
1: Professor Lasky. <laughs> All
5: right. Um, so he also asks favorite anthology film. Just saw XX on Netflix. I dare you guys to try getting. Oh, no, and no, it's that, terrible. It terrible. Yeah, I think I we've know, all talked about I, how terrible it I was on the show, it. yeah. It sucked. Oh, I hate that one so
4: much. Yeah, that one. Was terrible. And the gimmick isn't even good. Like I get it's all women, but like make good movies at least.
5: Yeah. Jesus.
4: And so be- what
5: was it? This is the, the, the question. It's anthology. <laughs> anthology. Yeah. Ooh, that's So hard. That is
4: hard. I liked
1: uh what was it called? Holidays. Yeah, holidays.
5: Yeah.
1: yeah. I'm trying was to think what else decent. there
0: is. Cre- I mean Creepshow, obviously, like well, yeah. one and two are like the ultimate ones. I was thinking of like something. I'm gonna Maybe I'm look- gonna yeah. throw
4: out all Hallows' Eve, the first one.
0: Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. That's a solid except for the alien.
4: Yeah, segment. that's pretty weak. The yeah. rest
0: of the movie's really good, but that alien segment's terrible. Yeah. VHS? Yeah, VHS.
1: Yeah. With VHS the, is really yeah.
0: good. Trilogy of Speaking Terror of- is pretty fun. Yeah, Trilogy Terror is really fun. Yeah, v- VHS and VHS 2 were both really good, mm-hmm. actually. I don't um, think I've seen Part 2. 2 is good. 2 is good as well.
1: There's a 3, right? I feel like it wasn't... There
4: is. I think I think 3 is called Viral, and that one oh, wasn't yeah, as good. I know. Yeah, that one was weak. You know what I haven't God. seen, though, is ABCs of Death. I don't think I've seen any of those. Yeah,
1: they're I haven't.
4: This ABCs of Death 2 was better. Um,
0: they're a f- a f- okay. They're decent. You know, it's 26 short films, so, like... Each one's only, like, two or three minutes long, so... Mm-hmm. But there, there's a couple of real
5: gems in there, so... I mean, I'd say they're worth, like, a one-time watch.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah, yeah and I agree with you guys. Creep show is probably my favorite, and I'm going to talk about VHS and my what watched so stay tuned for that. Uh, we do have a non-horror question. Do you guys want to answer that, or should I just skip it? Yes, sir. up no, here. All right, it's the it's the last question from Jedi Mine twelve seven. He uh, yeah, asked not horror related, but how about that Star Wars episode nine tease?
0: I didn't see it yet.
5: Get oh, out I here!
4: Get out of here, Mondo.
0: <laughs> the new Star Wars Starless tease. trailer.
4: Yeah. Oh. Um, I he knows where I stand with part two. So do you guys? It was <laughs> it was terrible, and me and him argue about that pretty much every mm-hmm. time we talk. Um, I. I don't know. I I don't want to get excited because part two is so bad, but I kind of have faith in JJ being a super nerd. He might be able to get it back on track, but who knows? I don't know.
1: So what is that coming out next
4: Uh, Christmas, I I think this year.
1: Christmas. Oh, Merry Christmas. And this is
4: the
0: end of the Star Wars. This is the end of this trilogy. The rise of Star Walker.
1: I don't even know what that means.
0: So like, Star Walker, not Star Walker. Skywalker. Skywalker, there you go. (laughs) So like every Star Wars has had like trilogies, got you know, it. like, so this is like the new trilogy that's okay. going to end, and then there'll be another story at some point, I'm sure. What do you think, Steve?
5: Yeah, I mean, it, it looked it looked pretty good. It it's actually looks really dark, like even C-3PO seems to have gone like dark in that movie. He's got red eyes and stuff, um, and then Rey, the main antagonist of the new trilogy, also seems to have gone to the dark side, so this might be the darkest Star Wars that we've ever seen, and that's saying a lot because Episode Three was kind of dark as well. There was some stuff in there that was kind of like, wow, can't believe they went there. I loved so,
4: you. Yeah,
5: <laughs> no, I, I'm thinking more about killing the kids. Than that. Oh, the, hey, they had <laughs> the it coming. They had it coming. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah so I, I'm excited about it. I'm a big Star Wars fan, but um, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's, it's tough to say from a teaser and a trailer. All right, and the last question that we have, this one comes from Rich over on Facebook. He asks, how do you define the horror genre and how do you distinguish that from certain intense thriller types, i.e. seven?
6: Ooh, great
0: question. Um, I mean, I've always considered most thrillers to be like part of the horror genre. Like I even would consider like seven. Like I could see people putting it Mm -hmm. in the horror genre. so, I mean, it's really tough. I, I'd say it's really subjective. It's whatever. It's kind of like in the eye of the beholder. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I won't get too deep into it. I'll let you guys talk.
1: <laughs> um, sorry, go ahead, Todd.
4: No, no, no. You go.
1: Well, I was trying to think because I remember uh, you guys talking about Brightburn when someone brought it up last week. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't really consider it horror, but I mean, the kills makes it horror to me. But I guess if it's just like something bad or evil, that's what makes it horror to me. I guess like something that scares me, that would scare me if it happened to me, if that makes sense.
4: makes sense.
1: Does that make sense?
4: Yeah. I mean, there's like Joe said, there's a fine line too. like,
1: like what's like name a movie that some people consider horror and we would be like, no, not really.
4: Aliens.
1: Yeah, see, I don't consider that. But why not? Is it because they're not running around Because it's like action.
0: Ice? It's like more of an action movie than
4: anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's all about tonality, too. Yeah. Like- That's true. Like Alien was... They went for horror, you know? Yeah. Aliens mm-hmm. went for, like, badass shooting. Yeah. But I can argue. I, I can see both arguments, though, really. Well, sure. What's another one that
1: you can think of I, real I,
4: quick? I consider it horror, but I can see why people wouldn't think Last House on the la- Left is horror. What? Because... That's uh, it, horror in my opinion is like more outlandish things, you know. Mm-hmm. And home invasions happen um, unfortunately often, you know what I mean? So I can see why people could argue against that yeah. just because so it's not you, like outlandish, you know. So would you say like the first purge movie is in a horror movie since it's like
0: a home invade or
4: like the strangers?
6: Uh, the, the strangers home invasion
4: for sure. No, I mean I agree that it's horror, but yeah. I think when I think you, um the first purge movie because they play it like it's a horror movie, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, if they're just going, like... Like, um... I saw them 13 with John Carpenter. Like, yeah. if, if they play that a different way, maybe, like, more, like, cat and mouse, maybe they can lean towards horror, but that's definitely action, where the same kind of premise with um, The Purge, but they make it, like, let's hide, let's run, and let's sneak around and shit. So that's what makes it horror. Yeah. Uh, and then there's, like, stuff like... Um... Like, you know,
0: some Carpenter movies like Big Trouble and Little China and They Live, like some people consider those horror movies um, where I really don't.
4: Yeah, I agree with those.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's really just like a subjective I think it's just your, yeah. Yeah, it's just your, I'd say it's more of an opinion.
1: Anything that's going to, I mean, that sounds so lame, like anything that's going to scare me is horror to me. But anything bad and evil, shit, get that shit out of here. (laughs) Don't kill me. What
0: about like dark gothic stuff like Edward Scissorhands? I would go horror with that. I yeah. would say like I'd fantasy go horror. With horror that.
6: Yeah, yeah.
0: it's pretty fucking creepy. He does kill that dude. Yeah. like and there's definitely some like horrific stuff going on in it. Who, who said fancy horror?
1: Fantasy.
0: I said oh, fantasy. Oh, fantasy. Yeah. I like I fancy, did. though.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What
0: would be fancy horror? What would you? <laughs>
4: <laughs> um, like Pride, or, Pride and Prejudice <laughs> and Zombies.
0: Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. <laughs> I guess tonight could be classified as fancy horror in a way.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classy horror.
0: Yeah. Uh,
5: yeah, horror, horror is such a diverse genre, maybe more diverse than any other genre out there, because yeah. there can be elements of comedy and there can be elements of drama and elements of everything. I mean, it's just such a... That's what I love so much about horror is that it's not always just straight up you know, trying to scare you. There's multiple layers, and that's what makes it so interesting and there's like for me whatever if anything is even remotely horror i put it in my horror section just because it's easier for me to find so whether it be uh seven or ghostbusters even uh, to me they're kind of in the horror genre i mean you mm-hmm. know ghostbusters is a film about paranormal act- activity guys who, do, who fight ghosts and there's like all, kind of a zombie guy and there's demons and there's like all sorts of stuff possession so just because it's a little funny you know people consider it a comedy and not a horror film so I kind of disagree in that sense yeah. but it's it, it's really up to you I mean it's it's just the way it is it's uh it doesn't need to be put into a box I guess is what I'm yeah down to
4: definitely where do you sit on Upgrade, Steve
5: I haven't seen it, so Ooh. that's right Ooh, shame. <laughs> <Great> movie <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what about no, overlord but, uh that's a World war two one right yeah yep. uh yeah I, I'd say it's horror it's like kind of a, yeah I'd put it into horror. It's kind of experimental, and yeah, I, I think I'd put it in the horror genre because just because of the tone and the kind of darkness of the film, and a lot of it is in kind of like you know, these uh, caves and stuff. It's yeah, I would put it there.
0: Here's a good one, and a lot of people argue this one: Silence of the Lambs.
1: I'd say it's horror.
4: I would too, but, a lot of but
1: also along it with like suspense and thriller.
4: I think I read it somewhere where. It's like a conspiracy that they made thriller just so they can give horror movies like awards. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, think, I forgot where I read that, so I'm taking someone's credit. But, um, see, I can see the argument both ways for that one, but I would still put it as horror.
5: Yeah, and I, I agree. I mean, uh, it's kind of in the same vein as Seven for me or anything like that. It's, uh, it's got a lot of, enough horror elements, I think, to be considered a horror film. So, yeah. Sweet. Nice. Horror. Uh, so that's all the questions we had. Thank you everyone for sending them in. Don't forget you can email us those questions at threeguides at com or write them in on Facebook, Twitter, or uh, Instagram. Hell yeah. Awesome. All right. So what do we got next? It's uh, what we've been watching. What we've been watching. All right. Joe, you want to start us off? Sure. <laughs> Um, I I don't know if I talked about
0: this last episode, so I'll start with it. You guys can tell me if I did. Clown Motel. Well,
1: that sounds fun. No. Okay,
0: no. I I wasn't sure if I talked about this. So, Clown Motel is based. They basically made this movie based off the actual Clown Motel that's in somewhere in Nevada. Um, and they actually filmed it there too, if I'm not mistaken. But um, like the basic premise is um well this one stars ari lehman oh. <laughs> um so that should tell you a little bit where the quality of this movie um lays um or lies um but basically it's like these group um so basically these two groups one is coming from um they're back from their bachelorette party um the other guys are paranormal investigators like you know uh in an rv that like are going around the country looking for paranormal stuff um they both you know intersect the two groups intersect at this clown motel they show up there's no one there and whatnot and um all of a sudden things take a spooky supernatural turn basically like all of these clowns we find out died in like this like um horrific fire um way back um years ago and now they're all you know looking for vengeance um yeah, I mean, this one's, like, super low-budge. Um, has some decent, fun stuff in it, but overall, I would say it's it's a miss um, for me. I, I would skip it.
1: Were the clowns cool?
0: Some of the clowns were cool. Um, Ari Lehman was, like, super overacting in this. Mm-hmm. Um, he was, like, the main clown guy, and then you have, like, all these other random clowns. Um like I said, it's just like so low where like the kit, none of the kills are super inventive and just don't look all that great and stuff. So, I mean, it kept me like entertained for the most part for the duration. But like after I finished it, I'm like, would I watch this again? No. So yeah, I wouldn't, I would say skip it.
4: Okay. Who's next?
1: Um, I guess I'll go. No, I'm not going to talk about Housewives. Sorry to let you down, Steve.
5: Damn it, Sam! Come on, I really wanted my Housewives of Beverly Hills update. Another oh. Halloween episode, perhaps?
1: Hey, I did see that they do have a Housewives of Canada. Oh,
5: Move it on.
1: <laughs> I was like,
5: "Shit." Um.
1: Well, surprise, surprise. I know I haven't really watched much, but the other night I did start watching. Um, is it horror? BuzzFeed Unsolved. Is anyone familiar with BuzzFeed Unsolved?
0: I'm not, but, um, BuzzFeed is, like, the shitty news Yeah, it is pretty (laughs) shitty. Well,
1: this is how shitty they are, because, um, I was watching it on Hulu, and they just do a bunch of small episodes. I don't know if the actual episodes on YouTube, on their YouTube channel, are a lot longer. Um, but on Hulu, all the episodes are, like, just a few minutes, some 15 minutes, um, but if you guys are familiar with the YouTuber Shane Dawson, he used to do a bunch of spooky conspiracy theory videos. They literally copied off of like all his videos oh, and man. I found that interesting cause that's what everyone says is they copy off of every other creator and I didn't like it. So I stopped watching it. <laughs>
4: okay.
1: <laughs> so don't watch it. Shh. It's Shh. not spooky. It's not creepy. It's a waste of time.
4: Damn it. I only have one title, and it's uh, Species.
6: Oh,
4: wow. Yeah, I only, have, I only watched one. I've been slacking. But uh, Species from the 90s, uh, I hadn't seen in a long time. Man, Natasha is great looking. Damn. Um, Apart from some terrible CGI, uh, it's acceptable, I guess, from the time, because it's pretty new back then. Uh, Pretty good movie, man. Great gore, uh, decent acting, although Michael Madsen, he plays like the freaking same character in every movie he does. But, I mean, I guess he's lovable for that. And the boob tentacles... Um, top notch. So highly recommend this movie. <laughs> really good stuff. Boob tentacles, top notch. Love it. I know Todd's like top notch. <laughs> I was like, oh. top notch boob tentacles.
1: Titty top notch.
4: That was a great pair. Yeah,
5: that was <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah d- Definitely an important film in my uh, early teens. For, for oh yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Oh. Same. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I wonder why? Because it was artistic sounds. <laughs> <laughs> I watched it for its artistic nature, that's all. Yeah. Um, my first watch, uh, so we, we were talking to the directors of Ready or Not uh, yesterday, and one of the first things that they had done is a segment in VHS, and it's also something Joe had recommended to me in one of the past episodes. So I checked it out. Uh, pretty decent film. It's an anthology. There are two of these stories that I kind of really liked. Uh, the first one involving this, like, crazy gargoyle demon girl who uh like has sex with people and then eats them and stuff which was just absolutely crazy and actually the segment that those people did uh which was kind of these three guys go to a house and there's all these haunting activity and they discover an exorcism that's being done and then a bunch of stuff happens uh the movie was pretty solid i i only say i'd like 50% of the different stories though so it wasn't like a super big recommended film for me but uh, if you like anthology films I would recommend it especially for the first uh, the first part which I thought was the most solid so VHS not bad Yeah,
0: they actually made I can't remember the name of it so I'll have to look it up but they actually made a feature length movie based on that first story with of like that gargoyle vampire woman or whatever oh really okay yeah Yeah, it was It's okay. It worked better as a short, but it's a decent watch.
5: The girl who played that gargoyle lady was, like, super creepy, so she really sold that role. I'm
0: pretty sure it's played by the same actress in the movie, in the full-length movie, too, if I'm not
5: mistaken. I'll have to look that up.
0: Yeah. Um, All right, I'll go. Uh, My next watch was... The Burning. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this one. It's, uh, I think, 1981 slasher flick. Anyone
4: seen it? Mm -mm. The Burning? Yeah. Yeah, all right.
0: (laughs) The Burning. Uh, Yeah, uh, super underrated slasher flick. Uh, I had seen it before, but it had been a really long time, so it was pretty much a fresh watch for me. Uh, Basic plot synopsis is these kids um, basically play this practical joke on this guy at the summer camp. Um, and the prank goes wrong, the dude gets severely burned, and, uh, he escapes from the hospital later on, heads to a new summer camp to exact his revenge on these new campers. Um, yeah, super fun movie, um, the summer camp setting is great in it, um, some pretty cool kills, the fucking guy is really creepy looking, uh, I wish, like, you saw him a little more, cause most of the kills are, you know, they don't show his face, you know, um, but when they do it's really fucking cool and creepy looking. I wish they made sequels cuz this would have made a great franchise. It's too bad that we never got any sequels with it, but uh a movie I think actually could be a really good remake actually. Some, you know, so maybe one day we'll see something. But uh yeah, The Burning. Absolutely loved it. Couldn't uh definitely recommend. Yeah, Tommy Savini does uh, effects for it, too. he? Oh, I cool didn't on. that yeah. I didn't
4: know. And, and uh, Jason,
0: Ale- Jason Alexander's in it with a full head of hair.
4: Yeah, and he's a little heart heartthrob in that one. <laughs> yeah, man. yeah. But um, I have
0: to check it out. Um, it's a great, great summer camp movie like that, and like uh, Sleepaway like camp would be like a
4: great double feature. Mm-hmm. And for those of you that want to buy it, Scream Factory has a pretty good edition out. So
5: grab Sweet. it. Nice, cool.
1: Sam, so okay. you
5: have nothing else. You have something
1: else? I do. Awesome. <laughs> But it's not as cool either. Um, so, did we talk about Lucifer? Steve, do you watch that?
5: I do not, no. <sighs>
1: Whatever.
5: <laughs> well,
1: <laughs> it's a show about Lucifer. It's this guy who's it is? Lucifer. <laughs> um, I've only watched like the first three episodes, and I liked it so far. It's like kind of is a high roller, I guess you could say, and obviously he's handsome, and eventually he starts using his bad power for good so I'll keep you posted if I like it. Okay.
4: What a, what a hypocrite, dude. Lucifer? Lucifer? Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he just needs to be bad all the time.
4: You like him because he's like a bad boy?
1: I actually don't like bad boys.
4: Oh, okay. <laughs> so drop the act, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: does
0: okay. anyone else get anything, or should I get
5: it? Yeah, uh, I got I got one more. Oh, I got two more, but I can do one. Uh, uh, so yeah. So uh, on Twitter, I've been having a little bit of a back and forth with Jedi Mind. So Mondo, nice. And we were daring each other to watch really bad horror films.
6: Nice. Uh,
5: <laughs> yeah, I-, I dared him to watch Human Centipede three. Oh, <laughs> <shit>. <laughs> that one's so bad. I know that he wouldn't make it to the end, and he made me watch uh, Death House, which uh, uh, you guys gave such a glowing an review on. Yeah. So I finally decided to check it out. I mean, with all those horror actors, how bad can it be, right? Well, holy damn. <laughs> it, it made me realize, and this might be a very bad thing to say, that a lot of my favorite horror icons are really <laughs> bad outside practice. of their uh, like iconic roles. Like, the acting was just horrendous in this film. The story made absolutely no sense. Uh, it was shot really weird as well there's not a lot of good things i could say about this uh this movie uh great shower scene so that's the one thing (laughs) one point there and there was this really cool scene with kind of these creatures yelling into a like a pa system which was super out of place i don't know what its purpose was but it looked really cool and the creatures look cool but other than that i cannot not recommend this enough it's so bad uh, I'm glad I watched it because it was on my list of things to watch, and I'm glad I could finish my little dare with uh, with Mondo there. But uh, uh-huh. yeah, he, he better watch Human Centipede three. They made me sit through that garbage. So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's too bad because that film was written by Gunner before he died, and then like they like made it after he died. With, man, I sure he's like crying up in uh, heaven right doing? now after seeing that. <laughs>
5: yeah it's awful it's so bad <laughs>
0: uh all right i well this one me and sam can both talk about because we just watched it uh the other night uh the movie is called in fabric
6: mm-hmm. which
0: is a 2019 release um basically the plot synopsis is um a haunted dress essentially it's uh you know like a de- they go you know this de- this lady goes into a department store she buys this dress and like it basically is like haunted and like the dress kind of follows you around like even if you try to get rid of it and uh it kind of like goes weird cuz it kind of almost turns into an anthology movie cuz mm-hmm. like the dress leaves this lady and then like the movie like it's like a whole another different story and movie with this other guy who um obtains the dress so uh Oh man! Overall, I did not like this movie at all. It was all um, style, no substance. You know, it, it reminded it had a lot of sus- the beginning reminded me a lot of like Suspiria because like you know you get like this thing where it's like it seems like there's witches like witches own this department store where the dress comes from, but it never gets fleshed out, and you never find out if like they are witches. Yeah. It's kind of assumed that they are, but you never really get you never really get a
1: lot. You don't get explained any, to you.
0: Anything. Um, so yeah, I I pretty much hated it. I did not like it at all. Um,
1: I mean, yeah. I liked the way it was about also about like uh, consumerism and all of that shit. And it had like an awesome soundtrack, like a lot of uh, I don't know. I wouldn't call it psychedelic, but like a lot of seventies, yeah, like
0: kind of like a synthesizer yeah. um, type music. I mean, it, like. It felt like the movie, like, was a 70s movie, you know, that, yeah. that you know, um, so that was kind of, it was, like, a cool vibe it to was, it, but, um, but yeah, the story just wasn't good, and it just it didn't go, the story really didn't go anywhere, so super disappointing.
1: There was this one scene um, where <laughs> <laughs> one of, like, you assume he's, like, the leader witch, like, a what is it? What's a man witch called? A, a, can- warlock. a warlock. Thank you. I couldn't think of it. Um, well, he's like staring in the window, and one of his witches has a mannequin, and they kind of uh, they like rub. They
7: something
1: take care. Of, right? They take care of them because they eventually become humans, but yeah. they don't ever they never go explain into that. Why. So one of the witches is caressing this mannequin, like bringing her to life eventually, and she's like petting on her like pubic bone area yeah. and then like and then she it has a has, huge
0: bush yeah it yeah. has like
1: a huge like pubic bush and then she's like slowly kind of fingering this mannequin yeah mannequin, and and like, it's
0: bu- like, like blood's pouring out yeah of, like, it's so vagina. bizarre
1: and then the warlock's out the window just jerking off his old penis and it's like what and then the he fuck?
0: comes and like it actually shows the cum like flying yeah they out, do like, like a
1: close-up <laughs> slow-mo little what montage the hell is this yeah
0: <laughs> Jeez. we
1: were really excited about it but after i was like i don't want to yeah. see your old cum shot sir it had
0: like pretty high ratings on imdb and it was getting some like buzz um but yeah it was like really and i like like artistic type horror movies but it needs to have some sort of point and needs to like go somewhere and it this one didn't at yeah. all like i said all style no substance skip it i i did not like it at all
1: i mean watch it if you're doing laundry
0: don't know i wouldn't even <laughs> i wouldn't even bother.
1: Watch it if you're at the grocery store. No. Let it play.
0: Yeah. Let you, let, <laughs> for your dog. Fall
1: asleep to it. Yeah. Maybe uh, you'll jerk off to it with those would... cum shots. Who knows?
0: Uh, no. Uh, no, I'm good. Pass.
5: <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's all that we was got. A... <laughs> that's a resounding review there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it.
6: <laughs>
5: wow. I, I had one more. I won't talk about it too much. Uh, so because I was going on a train trip to uh, to Toronto, I had a lot of time on my hands. Uh, so I actually list- started listening to the entire back catalog of this show it's just oh, so I can study awesome. up on all the movies you guys' seen so I can be better at trivia. And since I started from the beginning, I decided to watch Cannibal Holocaust is one of your first shows. I think it was episode six. Uh, just not a lot more I could say than you guys have. And we've talked about it before as one of the grossest movies maybe in horror history uh at least it's up there uh having seen it in the past before and rewatching it kind of i guess expecting to know kind of knowing what was going to happen it's you know it's it's actually an important film i think for horror because it it does play on an important message of like people bothering uh other tribes and trying to put their kind of things on other people and uh it was gross in some parts. I mean, the turtle scene is just super difficult it's just to
4: watch.
5: Yeah, no, exactly. And uh, one or two of the rape scenes is uh, very... I, I just, rape is one of the things I really don't like seeing in films. But I think overall it's a really good film. Uh, there's a lot to like about it. It's just too bad that they did a lot of that gratuitous stuff that they could have gone without. So uh, I don't, there must be a uh, like a kind of rated version where they cut off some of that yeah, stuff. There's, I think there is there's one, a There's
4: animal cut version, yeah.
5: Yeah, that's
1: what so. I was going to ask, because that's one movie I will not watch. Like, I can't even, whenever everyone talks about that turtle scene, like, I I don't know. It makes me really sad, and I feel like I basically have seen it, which
4: it, it is I'm sad. sure that's
1: not the case. But, so they, you think, I mean, could I watch the like, safe version and of yeah, it and uh, still enjoy yeah, it. Yeah, or... there's
0: not, like, the animal kills, like, aren't important to the movie,
4: really. At then all. why <laughs>
0: they fucking they, do they, it? They do it just because they're sadist assholes, man. Yeah. I um,
4: think the one that bothers me the most, I don't want to upset you, Sam, but it's like a little um, rodent creature, and they, like, disembowel them. I'm like, what? what? Like, I don't know. It's just mean-spirited, Aww. man. Nothing else to it.
6: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's why I don't even—I don't even want to watch like the safe version of it because I don't even want to support anything yeah. of that fucking movie. The
4: best thing about the movies is the soundtrack, if in my opinion, it's got a great one. Yeah, I yeah, do
1: always great. see the vinyl when yeah. we're like looking at records. Yeah, the artwork looks cool. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rest in peace, Turtle.
0: And mm-hmm. little there's, bird a, and guy. there's a great oh, shirt nice. harmerch.com uh, has and it's like Cannibal Holocaust and it's like a turtle but it's like 80s style and it's like all cartoonish and stuff and the t- turtle's smiling it's yeah. a great shirt
5: <laughs> wow way uh, to bring yeah, it down Steve I know <laughs> yeah <No. laughs> Yeah, that's my job but I, I do think it's an important horror, horror film uh, and it has its place in horror history it's just i wish it didn't have the crew to this stuff and it definitely earns its reputation as being one of the grossest films because it's real right if it wasn't if we didn't know it was real i don't know if i'd feel the same so maybe knowledge in this point is actually working against it but
1: uh i think you yeah. said did you were you expecting it to be as bad as it was
5: I saw it in college, so I, I did.
1: Oh, you did, okay.
5: Yeah, yeah, it was a rewatch for me, uh, but it had been a long time, and we mm-hmm. talked about it recently, and I was going to listen to that episode anyway, so I decided to rewatch it and kind of remind myself, uh, and yeah, I'm glad I am glad I did, but it was tough to watch certain of these scenes. Yeah. We reviewed it on the pod,
1: yeah, really early. T- oh, oh, did you guys Joe mention it? Yeah, away. I stepped
5: away. But Steve yeah.
1: is awesome. He said he started since. Oh, I guess Steve can tell you. But
5: <laughs> yeah, I, I, I started listening to every episode from this. Podcast oh, nice! Just to study up on trivia, so I can <laughs> become a contender. Yeah, nice. Some some of those episodes are rough, man. Yeah, <laughs> yeah the, those early episodes are uh, yeah a little on the raunch side. Yeah, that too.
7: <laughs>
4: well, that and plus we didn't really know what we were doing. <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: Uh, All right. Well, to bring, I got one more to bring up the mood a little bit. Uh, I watched Schindler's
4: List the other day, and
1: are you joking? Joe? Yeah. <laughs> you, know,
4: you, know you know what's the saddest part about you that movie seen is a
1: smile on his face.
4: <laughs> what? Um, when there's a Jewish guy and he has one arm and he's shoveling, he's like, "I no, I can be helpful." And the Germans like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." He's like, "No, look, I can be helpful." And then he takes him away and kills him. I am like, "Damn, man, fucking,
6: yeah
4: sheesh." Well, moving on. (laughs) And then...
1: How about we get into trivia? I can't.
0: (laughs) All right. Well, I'll pull up the scores here. So, in last place currently for trivia, folks, is Steve with one point. In third place, Sam with two points. (laughs) And tied for first is Joe and Todd each with six points. Um, you guys, for all you new people, which if you're listening for the first time, welcome. Thank you so much for listening. Um, but yeah, uh, the rules of the game are, we read each of us read three trivia questions. Uh, whoever has the most points at the end of the year will get a $30 pro- horror prize from each of the losers. So uh, whoever would like
4: to start off, um, let's how about... Todd, go for Ooh, it. Ooh, okay, okay. This is a two-pointer.
1: Two-pointer.
4: Two-pointer on the board here. All right. In the movie High Tension, what are the names of the two main girls? Uh, uh, oh, man. I don't remember. Maria. Ooh, Sam's got one point on the board. Shit,
1: Sam. I love that movie, but apparently not enough to remember the other <laughs> ghoul's name.
4: Got anything, Steve? I got nothing. Francesca. No, I All right. So I'm going to give it to you, um, Sam, one point. It's Marie, but close enough because they're French. Thank you. Bullshit. So one point for Sammy.
1: Thank All you, right. Todd. Appreciate that bone.
4: And the other one was Alex, by the way. Uh, the, the evil one. Yeah. righty. Sam. The hot one. She's cute, right? Oh, she's hot,
1: dude. Yeah. Hell yeah. All right, guys. So since we are reviewing Ready or Not, all of my trivia questions are ready or not.
4: Oh. Because
1: that's how much I loved it.
4: Me too, yep. sister. <laughs> Spoilers.
1: <laughs> all right. Favorite In the, of the movie. Year? What?
4: Huh? Go ahead.
1: What? <laughs> <laughs> In the movie, Grace sheds her satin heels. For all stars. All stars.
4: Wet. Pink. <laughs> all stars full. Godverse.
1: Well, it's the same thing. <laughs> you, if someone gets another point if they say what color.
4: I said pink already.
1: Well, that's not right. It's not black. So Todd no, gets white. a point. White. Yellow. Good job.
4: Thank you. Yellow? Is that you, Todd, or it was, Todd, it was? I'm sorry for yelling at you, Sam. Todd gets okay. two two <laughs> points there.
1: Yeah. All right, Todd. I was gonna be like, and another point. Are they low or high tops?
4: <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're high tops. No, I'm joking. No, they're low. Damn.
1: Fun fact, they actually didn't have any yellow converse. The company stopped making them at the time, so they actually had to hand-paint those.
0: Oh. oh, yep. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right, I'll go next. Um, okay, which of these actors has never appeared in a horror film? Paul Rudd, Meryl Streep, Usher, <laughs> Jennifer <laughs> Aniston. Usher.
1: Meryl Streep.
0: Usher. Meryl Streep is the <gasps> uh,
1: Do I get extra points if I can say the other movies everyone yeah, else has? Yeah,
0: go for it. Really? No. I get an extra point.
1: <laughs> Fine.
0: All right. Well, Paul Rudd, obviously, in Halloween, Halloween. 6.
1: Usher and Faculty. Yep. And who was uh, the other person? Jennifer Aniston. Leprechaun, Leprechaun.
0: Bitch. That's correct. So Sam gets the points.
1: Well, or would you call the Meryl Streep? Is it Meryl Streep that's in the one with, um? is it Roseanne? No, it's not. It's the one where she gets shot with. And she has the whole... Okay, never mind.
4: Uh, oh, no, we're talking about uh, Death, Death Becomes Beholder? Her? Yeah! Is Ooh. that a movie? I would yeah. say yes.
1: Well, Joe didn't... <laughs> wasn't thinking that, so... I
4: it's don't okay. count. It's okay. <laughs> That's a good movie, though.
1: It is a good one.
4: Yeah, it is. Yeah, you know, Bruce Willis.
5: All right. Um, so my question. In Us... What horror t shirt is a little boy wearing? Jaws. Miller, Michael Jackson. Jaws. No, little boy. Jaws. Jaws. Yeah. No. Said it. Todd. Sam.
1: Todd? No. I was, Todd was,
5: was, Todd it was Todd? Okay.
4: Thank you, Sammy. You're
1: welcome.
4: All right. Back, but back me. give
1: me a point if I tell you what horror name he has. <laughs> no, i just. you guys like how I'm like giving some points <laughs> for my own trivia questions? Hey,
4: you got uh, more than <laughs> me. Jason. All righty, ready? Yes. In in Reanimator, what is the first thing that Dr. West reanimates? Cat. Mouse? Jojo with the answer. Yes. A little kitty cat. Meow. Yes. Joe's on the board.
0: Cat dead. Details later.
4: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sammy? Oh, is it my turn? I thought it was yours. Oh, okay. All right. Let's see. Okay. (laughs) Besides the new release, ready or not, what other well-known horror movies... uh,
4: Girl Next Door. (laughs) The Babysitter.
1: (laughs) What other horror movies does Adam Brody appear in?
4: Oh, ooh. Ooh. This
1: could be a three-pointer, because I have three.
4: Shit. Fuck. Uh, The O.C. (laughs) Ha! Uh... Oh man, I didn't know he was in any horror movies. Shit.
5: Yeah.
4: Which one's Adam Brody in this one? The brother.
5: The is, brother. It, is it? Okay, just... he's in the brother. He's in Screen Four, isn't he?
1: Steve gets a point. Oh. oh. Gen- oh cool.
5: Jennifer's body.
1: Steve gets oh. a point. Oh.
5: Fucking Steve out of
4: nowhere. Shit. I, I, I do not know what else though. So. <laughs> oh, that's right. He plays like the band guy, huh?
1: Yeah.
4: Darn. What's the last one?
5: I had no idea. <laughs> Seven days. The, the ring. ring. Yep. Oh, he's in the okay. ring. Oh, was he in the ring? Huh. Yeah. Oh, Is he an okay. adult in the ring?
1: He's like a teenager. Okay. Interesting.
4: Cool. Okay. Two Next points, question. Two points for the Stever.
0: Yes, sir. Okay. What 1992 horror movie was filmed in Chicago's Cabrini Green project? Uh.
4: The fucking Candyman! Yeah, yeah, Damn, it. Damn it! Son of a bitch. I was gonna say something that might have came out wrong, <laughs> so never mind.
6: <laughs> yes,
0: Cabrini Green, which has been torn down. So, and apparently the new Candyman movie that Peel's doing, it's going to be about. It's going to take place like at Cabrini Green, but it's like gone now, and it's like gentrification, like and stuff like that. So, should be interesting.
5: Mm-hmm. I'm so, excited. So it's going
4: to be all hipster.
5: Yeah. Exactly. All right. This is an american theme question for you guys. Oh. All what- right. <laughs> yeah, I'm giving you guys a break here. <laughs> what first lady appeared in the horror movie, Donovan's Brain?
4: Um, That would be... Oh, shoot. Um, oh, fuck, Wait,
5: what's her name? What, what first lady appeared in the horror uh-huh. movie, Donovan's the Braid?
4: Brain? Ooh. Oh, gosh. Uh, Nancy Reagan. Fuck you, Joe. Damn it.
0: That's correct.
1: I've never even seen that movie. That
0: was a pure fucking guess, too. (laughs) (laughs) I knew she was an actress, so.
1: Oh, cool. (laughs) Yeah.
4: Bitch. (laughs) All right. In The Evil Dead 2, this is going to be a little softball, guys. In The Evil Dead 2, what will the Deadites swallow? Your soul. JoJo got it. Yes. Yes.
3: What was your question, Todd?
0: (laughs) What will the, and you will then too, what will the deadite swallow? Oh. Naughty. (laughs) You're naughty. (laughs) Samantha?
1: Okay. Last question. Well, my last question. In the movie, ready or not, what does Grace use the sash off her wedding dress for?
0: Oh, to choke and kill the guy.
1: Good job. Yeah. I was gonna say who did she choke, but I couldn't remember I
4: don't know the, the name. guy's name. Yeah. She choke out the butler? Yeah. She I does. couldn't
1: remember if it was the butler or the yeah. guy who googled the bow and arrow.
4: then the big guy, I think he just blew up, didn't he? Yeah. yeah. Spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers, yeah. People, oh. people who listen before, oh. who listen. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Just uh,
0: joking. All right. Next, my last question is: Which horror movie directed by Wes Craven made the most money in the United
4: States? Scream. Scream. <laughs> Boom! 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 Hold on. It's multiple choice. Scream, Scream two.
0: Scream. Scream. Scream two. Scream three. Or Nightmare on Elm Street. Scream for Scream sure.
4: 2. I'm going Scream 3. Scream. Scream is the correct answer. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Steve
5: gets the point. Steve closes out. Alright. <clears throat> According to Shelley Duvall, how many doors did it take to get the famous Here's Johnny scene right in The Shining? And I'll give the point to the one who's closest. Oh, God. 3-3. Uh,
4: Kubrick's known
5: for excessive shots. I'm going to say 50. All right, so you said 3, 17, and 50? Yes. Yeah. Joe, you got it right. Yeah! It was, it was actually 60. Wow, that's crazy.
0: Oh, yeah, there goes the alarm clock. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah! All right, well, that is it for trivia this week, folks. So, um, for this round, we had Todd got three points. Sam got three points. Steve got four points, and Joe got five
4: points. When did that motherfucker so, get five points? I don't know.
0: For don't real? Know. Seriously? Listen Joe. back. Listen, I'm telling
4: Jesus, you, Jesus, five I've points. I've just been
1: marking at one.
4: He's doing um, two for every.
1: I'm gonna start marking Shit. and keeping my own score.
0: <laughs> okay, so after this week, we have. Sam, uh, Steve in last place with four points, Sam in third place with five points, Todd in second place with nine points, and in first place, Joe ahead by two with 11 points.
1: You have to say How many points did Steve? I get
0: tonight? Uh, Steve, you got uh, three yep. points tonight. Oh, yeah, perfect. Awesome. Thank you. Yes, sir. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Are you guys ready to talk about some hard news? Yes. Yeah. All righty. Okay. First thing. Um. Just a follow up to what we talked about last week. Um. And we actually talked about it on the interview as well coming up. But the cancellation of the hunt. Um. Jason uh, Blum from Blumhouse. Um. He responded. Um. And he just said. Um. That. Uh. He said, "I believed." Um. If I believed this film could incite violence, I would... Oh, I'm sorry. This is the filmmaker. He said, If I believed this film um, could incite violence, I wouldn't have made it. Um, He said, Our ambition was to poke at both sides of the aisle equally. We seek to entertain and unify, not enrage and divide. It is up to the viewers to decide what their takeaway will be. I wanted to make a fun action thriller. Um, Blah, blah, blah. blah. Uh, He said, I was devastated by going to sleep to el paso and waking up to dayton these type of moments happen far too often in the wake of these um horrific events we immediately consider what was meant um for the timing of our film once inaccurate assumptions about the content and intent of the movie began to take hold i supported the decision um to move the film off its release date um so yeah um that was just um you know a follow-up to that story um Yeah, I mean, uh, as of now, there is no current plans to um, release the movie, so we shall see. But, um, yeah, you'll hear more. Um, You know, we had a great conversation with the directors of this movie, Ready or Not Tonight, that
5: had, I felt, similar themes, so um, stay tuned for that. I I got a question about The the Hunt. I know we talked about it a little bit, but do you think... So, I think it will get released eventually. Yeah. Do you think this controversy will make it... More popular or less popular than had it released on its regular release date?
0: I mean, probably more, more right? Cause I would it's, think it's like you know, its name is more out there now. Um, I didn't yeah. hear a lot of people even talking about it, uh, you know, before. And so people
1: might think, oh, it must be racy if they didn't release it when I don't think it would be that. But I would think it'd be more popular.
5: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be. Uh, it's gonna be interesting to see what this film does and what it's actually about. Uh, the, the, yeah, the directors had a great insight about their feelings about it, so it'll be cool to listen to it later.
0: Yeah. Um, all right, next th- uh, story here. Uh, are you guys ready for a third Deep Blue Sea movie?
5: Uh, Sci-Fi
0: <laughs> Channel. Um. So, um the the article states, uh, while extraordinarily early in the development phase, um it is being reported that a three deep third third uh, third deep blue sea movie um with netflix being listed as producers so um there are no other details currently um but uh yeah that's about it net so it looks like it is going to be going to netflix um the second one was pure dog shit so i, I don't see this one being any better but with netflix being behind it possibly on the back on the right track okay We'll Did anyone else see the sequel?
4: No, I think you hated it, so I
0: skipped. Yeah, that. no, it was
4: awful. Yeah, I just they'll do they'll keep doing CG uh, sharks, so that's just not cool. Okay, all
0: right. Well, all right. Next story. Um, exciting news! If you are excited for the Invisible Man re- reboot uh, that Lee Wanell will be directing, um, they have moved up the release date of the movie to February 28th, 2020. Um, Oliver Jackson-Cohen, who apparently star I'm not sure, but it says he was in The Haunting of Hill House, is set to star as the Invisible Man. So, yeah, super excited for that. Um, yeah, I'm excited for this whole, you know, reboot of the Universal Monsters. So, hopefully they do it justice. Um, next piece of news here is... Uh, you know, this was being reported on a lot this week. And um, so Robert England says that he may have one more Elm Street movie in him, but he said he would love to pass the torch to Kevin
4: Bacon to play Freddy Krueger. Uh, thoughts on this one? The Bakster. I think he can do it, man. He's a good actor.
1: But would he want to do it?
4: Uh, what has he been doing lately? Anything big? I'm not knocking him or anything, but has he been anything huge?
1: Yeah. Actually, he just did a video on, <laughs> on I don't know, some fucking big YouTube channel where he talked about all of his uh, movie roles, and he actually talked about his role in Friday the 13th, and he said the most common photo when he meets fans that he signs is his death scene. And he thought that was really, really weird. He's like, I don't really get that.
4: <laughs> oh, so he's not a horror guy.
1: A, I, was, I know. I was like, I don't think... He, maybe he would because it'd be fun and different, but...
4: I think
0: he could pull it off. Yeah. I think he could. I'd watch it. Yeah. But uh, so England um, went on to say... Uh, so this was at a uh, panel at Monster Mania Horror Convention a couple weeks ago. So he said, uh, we need a Freddy that can do the next eight movies or seven He says, I don't want them to remake part one again. Uh, He said, I'm not Freddy anymore, you guys. I could do one more probably if you shot me up with vitamin C. But here's the thing. I can't do eight more. Uh, So we need a new actor that you guys believe in and trust and love that can go the distance. He said, "Uh, he's not a kid anymore either. But the rumor I've heard that I like is Kevin Bacon. Kevin loves horror. He's a real actor. He's a character actor.
1: Does
0: he? <laughs> <laughs> he said Kevin was great in Tremors. He was great in Stir of Echoes, and uh, I've heard this rumor about him taking over Freddy. He said we need someone like that to take it on and redo it, redo it, exploiting all of the new technology. So yeah,
5: interesting. Do we really um, want to? Uh, do we really want a sixty-one-year-old taking over though? Like well, that, yeah, that's sixty-one. A big thing against yeah, he's he's, big 40, yeah, he's, he's and, fucking good-looking for sixty-one, man. Yeah, he is. I, I just think like if you're going to reboot the franchise to do eight movies, like Robert England says, don't take a guy that's already uh, mm-hmm. you know almost at the golden age. There, I mean,
1: no offense. Yeah, yeah. It's good get point. In my dreams,
5: <laughs> right?
6: Oh, Bitch.
1: <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh man, I think they should
4: reboot oh, it. I can't <laughs> <have my answer. laughs> oh Jesus. Well, Jason's like 75 years old in the movies now, or 80 or something. What's Mike? Michael's like 60. Michael's an old fucker too, man. You yeah. just break their hips. Uh, but yeah, I mean, hey, I don't know. I mean, who do you guys have like any names you want to throw in the hat then for Freddy? I think a nobody, man. Just give it to nobody, yeah. young guy. Um, no CG. Make it where Freddy doesn't isn't a fucking child molester, so maybe you can actually like the character. That's one of the things that I holds, holds me back from him. Um, yeah, just go from there.
0: Do you think Do you think Jackie Earl, like, with a better script, would have been a good Freddy?
4: Dude, without the CG, he would have been awesome. Yeah. Uh, he's a good actor, especially yeah. in, uh, what's it, uh, Hills of Eyes remake? He's great right in The Watchmen. Oh, yeah. hell yeah, he's good in The Watchmen. Mm-hmm. Patrick Wilson, too. Yeah. yeah. Please, Todd, are you
0: going to Hound Because I just saw that Patrick Wilson and Jackie Earl Haley are going to be there.
4: No fucking way. Yeah. yeah.
0: Well, now I have to go. i got to get Patrick.
4: You do. Yeah. You guys want to come? Yeah. yeah, they're doing like a whole Watchmen like reunion.
1: Give that boy my number. That's
4: well, it's next month. Oh, I'm going to be in fucking California. Oh. Uh, Damn it. Okay. Fucking shithole California. The lineup's
0: insane. It's like a really sick lineup.
4: I know you guys can go. You guys always say you're going to go and you never come. That's cool though. <laughs> yeah. I've, done, I've done that like three times to so you guys too. So.
0: Hopefully <laughs> hopefully, Patrick does more cons. I'd love to meet him.
4: Oh, Carla uh, Gugino. She's there too. Yeah. Justin Long. Damn. That sucks. Yeah. yeah. Uh,
0: all right. Next uh, thing here, let's go. Let's do a trailer here. Um, we all watched it a little bit ago. Let's talk about Antrim. Um, so this movie is really interesting. Um, so they call, they're call they call this movie the deadliest film ever made. Um, so it presents itself as a cursed film uh, from the nineteen seventies. Through several layers of lost and uncovered footage, it explores how audiences allow horror films to frighten them long past their viewing experience. Uh, Antrim is set for a limited theatrical release before coming to streaming and VOD services fall of this year. So, um, we watched the trailer. What did you guys think?
4: I think it looks pretty shitty. Okay.
1: I was not interested until they showed the bathroom statue at the end.
4: Then I was That like, was creepy
1: then I was like oh okay
0: this movie's right up my alley I love like culty like demonic type movies so I like based on the trailer I thought it looked really cool and I love the whole like um you know like this movie was you know disappeared and is now coming back and stuff and has that like kind of grainy look to it and stuff so I think it looks really cool and fun I'm excited for it
5: yeah, I, I like the style of it, and I, I think it could be good, but I, I'm kind of over the found footage, uh, you know, marketing ploy. We, we know it's not found footage. <laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> it's, like, you can't fool us anymore with that kind of stuff, so it's just not. make the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <it's, laughs> what do you mean? But it did have some cool scenes, like you said, the bathroom yeah. scene right at the end there was really cool, and there were a cute, couple, like, really creepy kind of moments in there, so I think it could be a solid film, but I think the marketing has would, should take it in a different direction, just... Just present it as a film. Don't present it as yeah. sound footage, in my opinion. Sweet. Alright. Cool. Uh, Alright.
0: Would you? How would you guys feel about an Idle Hands sequel?
1: Uh, that depends.
0: Jessica
4: okay. Alba coming back?
0: Well, so um, nothing confirmed, but uh, recently there was a um, panel at a horror con featuring uh, Devin Sawa and um, Eldon Henson, I think his name is, and Vivica Fox. Um, and they all said that they would love to do a sequel to Idle Hands. Um, Sawa said, I would love that to happen. Um, but unfortunately, the first one um, didn't even break even, he said. But um, I would love if they reached out to me. I would absolutely, He said that would be the sequel I would want to make out of any of the movie's I've
1: ever
0: done. Not so. Casper. No, <laughs> not Casper.
1: Not now and
0: then. Um. So yeah, I mean, just the. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't watch know. It. Does it need? I'd watch it for sure. But does it
1: doesn't need it, but sure, sure it needs it. <laughs>
4: and I want them to do a freaking little giant sequel. Oh. There you go. Giants is the shit. Hell yeah.
5: <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. I do I, hands. I think is one that uh, people are discovering more and more these days. Uh, just. People, I guess, from our generation, and showing it to the kids and stuff. So, I think it would be time for Nigel Hands, but it have to be now. Like they, they can't wait too long. And uh, it'd be, it would be cool to see. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right. Well, uh, fans of the Chioto brothers, of course,
0: uh, killer clowns from outer S- S- space, fame, and <laughs>
4: I don't. You sorry. okay tonight? <laughs> I'm a stroke over <laughs> <here>. <laughs> 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 Is Joe, F- Joe, flush right now. Is okay? but uh uh, very
0: exciting um they are going to be (laughs) doing uh a stop motion
1: uh
0: christmas special for netflix okay um so it is going to be called alien christmas um so uh the producer netflix producer said i've been trying to work with these guys um for the last 15 years um so, blah, blah, blah. Uh, okay, on Christmas Eve, in this quiet little outpost at the top of the world, the battle for Earth began. Aliens swarmed the castle like insects, and sin and the elves defended the village the best they could. Gift-wrapping guns bound the invaders in colorful and paper and ribbon-like mummies. Candy canes, slingshots, fired snowballs, vats of caramel-doused aliens climbing castle walls. So that is a little description of Alien Christmas. Um, that will be coming out on Netflix this Christmas. So that sounds like it's going to be pretty awesome. In mm-hmm. It sounds cool.
1: Yeah. Yeah,
0: hell yeah. Uh, I've got
1: some news. All right, let's hear it. Well, by the time the listeners hear this, they're already going to know. But tomorrow, Freeform is releasing 31 Nights of Halloween schedule. Okay. And Starbucks has fall drinks, so go get your pumpkin spice.
4: All right. Are you, a, are you a pumpkin spice kind of girl?
1: I am. I feel like I gotta be, you know?
4: I don't think I've ever had one to be... Well, I've had pumpkin beer. Oh,
1: I, pumpkin beer's amazing. I
4: enjoy
5: pumpkin beer and I enjoy pumpkin coffee. Yeah, yeah. I'm to have to try it out.
1: What about you, Steve?
5: Uh, no, I'm not a big pumpkin guy, but I will drink pumpkin beer. But uh, outside of that, no.
1: Well, then. <laughs>
5: All right,
0: uh, let's do another trailer here. Uh, Guillermo del Toro produced Antlers. Uh, So basically this one is, you know, actually there's not much about story-wise here. Okay, so Antlers is um, about a small-town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, become entwined with a young student harboring a dangerous secret with frightening consequences. So we all just watched the trailer. What everyone think?
4: It looks shitty. (laughs) No, I like this one. looks pretty cool,
5: actually. I'm down. Okay. God. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, looks it looks good. I mean, it's got a kind of a little bit of a Del Toro vibe, even though he didn't. uh, He's only presenting it, right? Not. uh, Yeah, he's just producing it. Producing, yeah. So, but it's got kind of that. A lot of these like freaky kids these days, man kids freak me out. Like, I don't know what it is about movies these days. Uh, the other one had the same thing. But, uh, yeah, it's it looks good. It looks creepy. But the trailer really doesn't show what it's going to be about or anything. So, I, I I'm going in optimistically, but we don't really know yet.
1: Yeah. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Um, overall, I think it looks okay. I mean, the trailer didn't blow me away or anything, but, I mean, I'll check it out. It kept me interested enough. It looks like there could be a little bit of a creature feature thing going on in it. So, I'll check it out.
1: I'll think about it.
0: All right. Well, all right. All right, just two more quick stories here. Um, This one is a fun one. In honor of National Dog Day the other day, there was a list of the 10 best and most heroic dogs in horror history. So let me run through this uh, real quick here. Tucker Dale versus Evil. Jengers, A Boy and His Dog, Blood, Friday the 13th Part 8, Jason Mm -hmm. Takes Manhattans, Toby, The Amityville Horrors, Harry, Dawn of the Dead, Remake, Chips, The Silence of the Lambs, Precious, Aw. Gremlins, Barney, and uh, The Lost Boys, Nanook, and finally... Oh, wait, a couple more. The Hills Have Eyes, Beast. And finally, Bad Moons, Thor. So a shout-out to no, all no. of the amazing dogs.
5: No, Cujo? Seriously?
0: Cujo was not in here. Well, wow. it was the most heroic survivor dogs. Oh. oh. No. He was evil.
1: Yeah, I
5: guess so. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have a favorite of that list? Yeah, Nanook. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the one in Gremlins. Okay, Barney. Barney. Yeah.
4: Toddler. I'm going to be honest with you. I was looking at Horror Hound and <laughs> uh <laughs> All right. They have a Watchman group photo for 240 bucks. So Oh. Okay. Yeah. Pretty
0: sweet. All right. So finally, let's can end. I, can can I throw you... a
4: dog out there though real quick? Yeah, absolutely. I'm going to go uh uh underrated hero, the dog from Jaws. He okay, gets he gets eaten.
5: He does. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So finally, and the dogs from My Own Legend. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good yep. one too. Yeah. Tough, tough to watch, but that was a great dog. Yeah.
1: yeah
0: definitely. Uh, all right. So finally, the biggest horror news that came out this week is that Anthony Michael Hall has been cast as Tommy Doyle in the newest Halloween movie.
1: I mean, I don't know if that's bigger than Freeform releasing their Halloween <laughs> schedule, but okay. <laughs>
4: um so yeah i mean thoughts so, that's exciting so is tommy gonna be like <laughs> is it gonna be revealed that he used to bang Laurie? you think
0: mm, wait nah. wait wait wait. that's
4: a big age difference never mind yeah <laughs> maybe she likes think... the younger dudes
0: yeah well Anthony michael is a great actor so i think it's a good casting choice and yeah. should be should be solid definitely interesting
4: And that's it for hard news. Unless anyone else has anything. No, I got one. Um, Let's hear it. Netflix and Sci-Fi both said no to, uh, or sorry, Netflix and Shudder both said no to Elvira. Uh, I saw re- that revival, yeah. which is very odd.
1: Don't that, even get me started. They got
4: Joe Bob Briggs, which I really enjoy his show, but I'm su- really surprised that would have pulled in a lot of people. So
1: yeah,
0: absolutely. I kind mean, of they must. Um, I think Sam, Sam, me and Sam were talking about this, and Sam made a good point. She was, I'm thinking she was probably just asking for too much money.
4: Yeah, true. It, it was
1: Like, all... I feel like that would have been such a great deal for them, but...
4: Yeah, I mean, yeah like Joe Briggs mm-hmm. did, you know? That would have been perfect for Shudder. I think maybe not Netflix, but Shudder would have... Man, they could have brought them a lot more business. Absolutely. But um, it was also weird that they passed on Tremors, like, a year ago, too, which is odd. I mean, it had Kevin Bacon back, too, so I don't know. Weird definitely that's all i got
6: all
1: right
0: well let's get into the movie then ready
1: am i ready
4: or, not. <laughs> are you not?
1: or am I not
4: a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game so that's the imdb thing but here's what really happens um so this girl's getting married she's like a i guess you can say commoner because these people are like super rich uh their whole family built like was built on like board games stuff like that like monopoly but different versions you know um so she goes to get married and this family is just full of drug addicts drunks uh crazy creepy old aunt that keeps staring at her and they all hate her uh but they're all pieces of shit for the most part uh, except for the guy who doesn't really want to be part of the family and he's marrying this girl and he just wants to marry her and then get on with their lives um they have a tradition where on the wedding night the bride or the groom has to play a game, and it's decided by a ra- a random box that has some mystical, I guess, you know, properties to it. Where back in the day, the old grandpa that found in the house, or the, f- the family, uh, made a deal with some dude on a boat, and blah blah blah, and now they have this magical box. So, random card comes out, you gotta play what it is. All the other games are normal, except for hide and seek, where they have to kill the bride or the groom. Or they think something bad will happen to their family. Whether it's dying, house burning down, whatever. And that's where we're at. Sam. What? What'd you think, man? I
1: loved this movie so much that I want to be Grace for fucking Halloween.
4: (laughs) Okay. You gonna do a wedding and a shotgun kind of thing?
1: Yeah, but I'm like I can't carry around a shotgun cuz I'll get arrested. I mean, obviously it'd be a fake one.
4: You can get like Line the bandolier thing. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah, that would be cool.
4: Um okay, I loved it too.
1: <laughs> you did? Yeah, I, I, I was like, absolutely I was like, loved it. it. I'm going to hate this one. No.
4: So a little bit about the movie is um, it takes it doesn't take a long at all to get going. My only yeah. problem with it though is it can be a little bit too talky at times. Like I felt like they kind of focused on the family drama a bit too much but that being said i still like highly enjoy the movie there's a lot of good cat and mouse stuff samara mm-hmm. or samara however you pronounce it. i think samara right um she's like a phenomenal actress man she really showed yeah. her range in this movie yeah. and uh she i can't wait to see what she does next and uh adam brody really good i was kind of disappointed by the um uh spoiler territory everybody i mean we're gonna spoil this movie like we always do but the i thought the twist with the um the husband at the end, him kind of flipping really fast, was kind of a little bit rushed. Um, but overall, I thought it was fucking good, man. Uh, yeah.
0: yeah, it was...
5: Uh... Go ahead, Go.
0: Steve. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah, I absolutely loved this movie as well. Um, it was probably the most fun I've had in the theater since probably Escape Room, honestly. like It was just a really, really fun-ass movie. Um, I laughed out loud like several times in the theater. Um, and I don't know, we didn't have a packed theater. There was only like two other people in our theater, but they were laughing too. Mm-hmm. So only it me and like one other guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, it was, I had a blast. It, it, the mix of comedy and horror really worked well in this. Um, yeah. I mean, God, it was, yeah, it was just really, really fun. And uh, I'll save the rest of my thoughts for after Steve.
5: Yeah, I, I, I super dug it as well. Uh I laughed a lot in this movie. Uh there's a scene in uh where she's in the car talking to like an on star system to a guy called Justin
6: mm-hmm.
5: and she's just like swearing at him nah. and then she loses contact with him and she's yelling like we're like, Justin, Justin And then he actually answers and you expect he doesn't and she instead of like trying to get help she's just like, I fucking hate you, Justin <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, it's just God, the comedic timing in this movie is awesome. I thought it was really hilarious and very true to life that these people have never fired weapons or anything, so when they're kind of hunting uh, uh, Samara Grace in the movie, they're, they're like, totally missing their shots. There's, there's a scene where a girl's got a crossbow, and she's, like, running down a field, and she's, like, aim- doing a really, like, steady aim for it, but could not miss, like, any further. It's, like, this movie is just so <laughs> yeah. fun and so so funny. Uh, I had a really, really great time watching this, and I got to say this, and I feel stupid for this. Until I, I started researching kind of trivia and stuff for it to prepare for this show, I thought the main actress was Margot Robbie. Uh, <laughs> I had no idea it wasn't. She looked, looked so much like, like, like her. Twins. Yeah. yeah, but she, she was amazing. Samara Weaving mm-hmm. as Grace was just a fantastic actress in a great role. And yeah, I really dug this movie. It's it's it slithered into my top five of the year, and uh, I can't wait to own it to watch it again. And it's smashed into my top five. Yeah. For first yeah, it's, place.
0: it's probably in my top five as well. Um, Yeah, I
1: mean, God, it was, I mean,
0: what else is there really to say? I mean, it's just like an absolute blast of a movie. Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, th- Did you guys think that there was, that they were going to die the next morning? Or were you thinking I, that it was probably?
4: I was hoping that nothing would happen and that would be like a really good punchline.
0: Yeah. yeah that's what um, i was
4: thinking but then mm-hmm. when it, something did happen i thought that was even better because yeah it was like a, i think i told this to joe it was like a perfect mix of like crazy and her seeing like a ghost and then them just exploding was just it's just crazy um, yeah. and i'm glad that she i have a question though is she like the heir to the house now as like the surviving okay. member I guess she would be yeah she gets all that money <laughs> right she
1: gets all that money but she has to keep well here's my question
4: ritual. though shouldn't she
0: have blown up too since like well maybe no, they not. didn't finish the game because they didn't yeah. finish yeah so she wasn't like but she was like married into the family but like she was the one being hunted she was
1: the new
5: one so it doesn't yeah. really count. she won the game uh-huh. yeah
4: okay gotcha no that's right you're right yeah so she gets the money and she's alive yeah that's cool she's the ultimate winner
1: were you guys expecting uh oh shit what's his name adam brody's character to want to help out his brother yes yeah but i that... was too especially how they started show the flashback in the beginning when they were little boys
4: but i didn't think he was gonna flip like twice like the last time the final time he helped her i didn't expect yeah. that because i hear he already mm-hmm. reverted back but then he like did a triple cross so i was like oh okay
1: well, see, when he was help. well, when she was asking or pleading for his help when they were out in the woods by the car, I was assuming that he knew his dad was out there. So that's why he wasn't trying uh, to help her because he was like, you can come out now. I know you're there. Oh, gotcha. So that's what I was Makes
4: thinking. Makes sense. Yeah. How about those little fuckers, man? Those little kids? The, <laughs> yeah. The one little, little kid. She's, yeah. She just yeah, knocks him out. That was good.
6: Yeah, was that was funny
0: as hell. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, and all of the practical – Effects in this movie were really well done as yeah. well. Mhm. and the goat it, pit. Yep,
1: it's pretty cool.
0: Definitely. And uh, Todd, you, uh, we actually we, in the interview they told us that they actually shot this
5: in actual mansions. Oh,
4: cool!
0: It wasn't on a sound well, which, which
5: I've been to. I've been to that. What? Mansion. Yeah. So uh, it's it's filmed. It was filmed a big part of it at Castle Loma in Toronto, and which is a working museum because it's a historical house in Canada. And that's the same mansion that they did X Men in, and I oh. and I, I kind of recognize some of the rooms, but I'm like, I don't know, like maybe. And then when he was talking about it uh, in the interview, I'm like, oh my god, yeah, that's totally Casaloma. And I was thinking, man, it must have been a pain in the ass to film there because you can't touch anything; it's it's a historical museum. So, and they kind of mentioned that in the interview, and yeah, right. it, was, uh, it's, it was very cool. Yeah. Well, now you have to go back.
1: Oh, well, that's amazing.
5: Oh, yeah, definitely
0: but yeah i mean the whole cast in this movie it was just like cast perfectly like the whole ensemble cast this movie was just so good and i was really happy to see Andy mcdowell back because i hadn't seen her in anything in quite a while and um i really enjoyed her in uh groundhog day so i was i was i was a big yeah i was a big fan of her in that and uh yeah she she was great in it and just everyone but samara weaving is i hope she's like is the next like scream queen
1: that would be a genre like
0: horror actress because she could definitely pull it off i mean i wasn't like too keen on the babysitter i thought it was okay but oh i thought it was okay but a little overrated i you know um but this movie was just like amazing and she did so good um yeah i'm excited to see what she does next and i hope she stays in the genre but we'll see
1: Okay, so I have to ask, if you were in the situation of where you guys were getting married and you knew that you would have to play <laughs> a game, would you have told your wife or would you have hoped that she wouldn't have picked that card?
0: I wouldn't have told her, I just hoped she didn't pick the card. Yeah. Like like how he played it.
5: Yeah,
4: I agree. Maybe. Yeah, me too. But what, Why? Um, seeing that he hated his family, why did he feel the need to marry her with them? Just for money, money.
5: money yeah, probably. Uh, yeah. I'd I say
4: guess. the money.
1: Yeah. You think? Uh, I mean, because it sounded yeah. like once they played the game, he would never see them for like a really long time until someone else comes in the family. So, yeah. do you think they would actually give him money if he doesn't come well, around?
0: Maybe they probably wouldn't have paid for his wedding. Yeah, I'm assuming they paid for the wedding. So They're what maybe. if
4: what if they do the ritual and like say the brother didn't show up? Would he die too? Like, would he just randomly explode somewhere? Yeah, I would say so, right? Because it's like so. the whole family, uh, right? I don't, family, I, I don't right? think so. I, no, I think you, have you have to, to be, be in there. that room To the kids explode. Yeah.
1: But you, you can't be... skip... But you, what happens, though? You can't skip it No, because otherwise...
0: remember they said someone skipped it, and, like, they died, like, later
4: on. At right? Wouldn't the family been, like, destroyed? And, like, no one would... They wouldn't be around anymore? Yeah. No, but
1: if, it, you, if you could skip it, no one would go, because no one really wanted to kill her. That's why they kind of, like, yeah. all jacked off a lot of the time.
0: Well, yeah, that's what they until mentioned. the
1: end when they were under crunch time. They,
0: yeah, and they well, they mentioned they like that one guy he refused to play the game and then like he died like a cup like a week or two later or something.
4: Uh, so you can bail, but you're dead yeah. anyway. Yeah. Okay.
0: That sucks. Yeah. Yeah. It's like
5: it's uh, like we, the we, it's like the videotape. Right. <laughs> uh, we had a couple of questions uh, from the uh, the listeners. If you guys wanna, yeah, it. Yeah, uh, so there's one of them from Anthony on Facebook. What were your thoughts about veteran character actors Henry Cersei and Andy McDowell who are not known for appearing in horror films? Having two main supporting roles in Ready or Not, as I thought they were both great in the film. Uh, Henry Cersei is the yeah, the father. So.
0: Okay. What what else has he been in?
1: Yeah, I don't know. I don't really
0: know. I just know Andy McDowell, obviously, was a super yeah. familiar face to me. So, I mean, I thought they were both fantastic. I, I don't think there was one bad actor in this movie. I thought everybody did a fantastic job. Um, was there any, like, negative, negative parts for you guys? Like, anything you didn't got, like? I got a little talky. little talky? Yeah, okay. sometimes
4: there's a little bit too many breaks to talk, but, over, I mean, didn't take that much away from it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think. Uh, there wasn't, like, too much. I, there was, like, a couple of the comedy scenes that didn't, like, hit for me. Like, one I rolled part I rolled my eye on, like, she had, like, a freak out at one point when she was, like... Yelling like cocksucker, motherfucker, or whatever mm. and shit, and I was like, eh. I was like, that's a little too much. But other than that, I thought it, you know, ninety percent of the comedy hit, and I mean, it was just a blast. I mean, it's, I mean, definitely one of the best horror comedies. I'm gonna come, I'm gonna say probably that it's come out within the, like the last like decade, maybe since you know, one, one shot of the thing. Dead. Wow. Uh,
5: <laughs> well, one one thing that kind kind of bothered me is that I find they could have done. Uh, some of the kills a little more unique Uh, a lot of them especially like the early ones like the butlers and the maids and stuff Mm -hmm. all of them died and then blood came out of their mouth so they all died in a way that was kind of similar and i thought they could have been a little more put into put into them you know just to to kind of make it a little more interesting but at that point i'm really nitpicking because it is such a great film so yeah yeah um, I did have another question from the listeners. This one's from Paragon uh, over on Instagram. I believe. Uh, how did you guys feel about that ending and style of demise? I was hoping for something more brutal and satisfying and why not show the kids that's something that's always bugged me. like where's <laughs> the line?
1: I was kind of disappointed when they just exploded. I was like Ugh. like all of this build up and I had so much fun and that's just how it ends. But then when um, Grace started just laughing because she had gone through all that fucking bullshit, I was like, fine, as long as she's laughing, <laughs> that's fine. But I was kind of hoping for a little something more rather than them just splatting. But I don't know what I would have wanted. So I, that's just me picking yeah. something if I had to.
0: I mean, I- I thought tonally for the movie, it kind of was perfect. Like, the movie was just, like, so batshit crazy. So, like, them, like, exploding just was hilarious. And just, like, because you didn't know what to expect. And you're like, well, like Todd said, like, I was like, oh, I bet, like, nothing's going to happen. And they're going to be like, oh, shit. But then it actually went there. And it was hilarious. So, I mean, I think for the movie, it worked fine. I I don't know how else they could have done it.
4: Yeah, them literally exploding was just.
1: I wanted her to kill all of them. Like, I wanted him to be, like, have at it, and then she just kills them. Okay. She becomes, like, a horror warrior.
4: What about the ghost thing? How do you feel about that?
0: <laughs> I was fine with it. I, You know, I mean,
5: yeah.
0: it, did, it didn't, like, uh, uh, it didn't affect me one way or the other, honestly. If he would, did, wasn't seen, it, I wouldn't have cared. The fact that I saw him didn't really add a lot for me, personally.
5: Yeah, but they kind of set it up because uh, Adam Broda's character had seen him once, too, so it was kind of just kind of paying that off i think so it's uh yeah uh what another thing did you feel that the old lady would have more to do with the <laughs> she you know, was great. End story because they made such a point to like focus on her and she's the one who had kind of lost someone in the past i feel like she didn't live up to the potential she could have had
0: yeah I, I yeah i could see that for sure like she wasn't um like, her arc, like she could have had a better arc, like, considering, like, you know, it was her right. husband that was killed and stuff. So, yeah, I could see that. But, I mean, I don't think this movie was ever meant to, like, like be super serious or get into, like, big character arcs and stuff like well, that. Well, I mean, I, so. kinda,
1: I thought she held, I don't know, like, she held a lot of, um, like, animosity or something because everyone was kind of going slow. And she's like, well, no one did that for me. So, that's why I think she wanted to, like and grace like she didn't feel bad about it yeah because she had lost her yeah, I, husband
5: uh, i kind of thought that because she had the shotgun in her hand when nothing happened that she was going to blow everyone's head off because mm-hmm. her husband kind of died for nothing if the game wasn't mm-hmm. real yeah so that, that's where i thought they that's, were going with it but i do cool, like actually
6: that
1: would, yeah, yeah, i actually I like that. <laughs> that yeah
5: so but i do like the blowing up because it was so unexpected and hilarious so
1: So, if you were part of the family, would you be hunting for Grace, or would you hide out because it doesn't matter who kills her? I would hide.
4: I'd I'd Adam Brody it. Yeah, just chill. Yeah,
0: I probably yeah I could see myself being like the Adam Brody character, Mm -hmm. dude, just kind of like getting drunk and being like, I ain't gonna save, I ain't gonna completely (laughs) save you, but I'm gonna, I'll help
4: you out a little. She's in (laughs) here. Yeah. Is so that all the emails for it? That's all the emails we had about it. Yep. what you guys rate it?
1: Ooh, I'm going to go with an 8, I think.
4: A little 8-er? Okay. 8.5. 8. I'm, 8. I'm going to do it. I'm going 8.75. Okay. Oh! I'm going
0: 8.3. Okay because i think it's better than an eight but it's not quite an 8.5
5: for me so why okay. well, I, I go ahead i, I was gonna say yeah, it's an 8.5 for me as well
4: so why wouldn't to be an 8.5 joe what's holding it back from those point two points or point two or whatever
1: um i mean you did say it's like the best horror comedy in the past
0: it sure is that's <laughs> i mean that's it, like did you it want shop- more blood yeah, I mean, well, Steve put up a good point. Like the kills, all the kills could have been a little more inventive. Um, and yeah, I mean, it just—I mean, it was a great movie. Don't get me wrong, but uh, I don't know if there's just something holding it back a little for me to like, like, put it at that pedestal.
4: Yeah, I did like the running gag of the the maids getting killed.
6: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Cool.
4: yeah
5: that was good. That was really cool. I wish there were more of them. Actually, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
4: They could have killed more of the family members too. Like she could have got a couple victories. But, yeah, um, I mean, it's definitely
0: sitting in my top five currently, so.
4: Yeah, this is uh, snuck into my number one position. Number oh, one. Number one. Ah, de- okay. Dethrone the Perfection. Wow. Oh,
1: good. Because right. that does not need to be a number one.
4: You see my trend here? Though? I got strong female characters, top one I and I love two. it. All right. I love it. Midsummer's number one, Joe? Midsummer's my number one. Right I- I'm going to give uh, that. I'm gonna get that extended cut. a watch when it comes out. Oh yeah,
0: it's coming yeah. out. It's coming out this Friday.
4: Oh, it really? Yes, it's
0: coming to theaters Ooh. this Friday.
4: Oh, I thought like Blu-ray. I don't want to go. Oh, well, yeah.
0: I mean, it, it'll pro- it, will ma- it will probably make it on Blu-ray eventually, but they're releasing the extended cut in theaters this weekend.
4: Oh boy,
0: I don't know. If All I can right, let's review
4: the
1: extended.
0: <laughs> Just joking. But she's a strong female
4: character at the end, anyway.
1: Oh she yeah, she is. One. No, yeah. she's not. Oh yeah! She
4: she did her frickin' boyfriend dirty. He was he was drugged, man. What do you want him to do? <laughs> and that old lady was pushing his butt. What? Todd. He was he was drugged the entire time.
1: He was already over it. We've talked
4: about. Back this. me up, Steve. <laughs> I haven't seen it. Oh so. damn it! <laughs>
5: oh shit! <fuck. laughs> the the, the worst part himself. is. I bought tickets for me, my wife, and her two cousins, and I kind of forced them to go see it with me because <laughs> they didn't really want to, and on the day of I got so sick that the, the three of oh, them no. had to go without me.
2: Oh, jeez, oh, what they
5: think of it? They fucking hated it. Did they? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but they're not into that type of film, and I am, yeah. so I will watch We're it as soon glad, as it comes out VOD. <laughs>
6: yeah,
5: it'll be there. I'll watch it before the end of the year so I can see if I can put my top five. But
4: uh, Sam, is that your one, or is Us still one for you?
1: I don't fucking know. Like, I can't even. I can't, like, let things go like you guys can. You guys just rotate in and out your number (laughs) ones every episode, and I'm like, please don't ask me because I don't fucking know. Yeah.
0: I'm going to watch Us Again because it's, like, slowly dropping, like, in my rankings a little bit. But it's still in my top five.
5: I just watched watched it
1: before the show. What'd you think?
5: Uh,. It was good. It wasn't, like, top five for me. Yeah. Because uh, I started watching uh, the Halloween Horror Night Houses video because there's, like, five or six films that I need to watch before I go there in two, three weeks. Mm-hmm. And, and that's one of them. And, yeah, it's uh, it did a cool ending, but I think I expected too much because of yeah. the praise it got, and it just didn't deliver. And I liked Get Out a lot better. Than
0: Get, Fox, out so. better. Yeah, I I Get Out was better. I agree. Get Out was better. Mm-hmm.
5: So It won't make my top five, but uh, I do enjoy it. Mm-hmm.
6: Cool.
5: All right. Three guys and a girl approved, right?
0: Yep. Yes, sir. Definitely. Go yep.
4: Three guys and a goo. All
0: right. Hey, guys. Girl, welcome yes. back to Three Guys That Horror. You just listened to our review of Ready or Not, and now we um, are joined by our very special guests tonight. Um, we have actually a trio. This is the first time in our podcast history we have a trio on here, but we have um, the two directors... Matt Beninelli, Open, Tyler Gillette, and the executive producer of the movie Chad Lilella. So, uh, welcome, guys! Thank you so much for coming
7: on.
3: Got Thank you. Thank well you.
7: That was great. All right. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Wait. Wait. We haven't heard the review of the movie. You guys hated it, right? We're here, <laughs> here to talk about how much you hated the movie. <laughs>
0: Absolutely not. Uh, we, we all loved it, um, so we're super excited uh, to have you guys on in chat. Um, so let's just get uh, started here. Um, why don't you guys just tell us uh, how you got involved with this movie?
7: Uh, well, we got, uh, we got involved with this project about three and a half years ago now. Um, the script was sent to us prior, prior to us getting involved. It was sent to us like two years even before that. We tried to get involved. We didn't get hired for the job. Well, um... <laughs> The producers went a different direction um and the script uh, the script came back our way a couple years after that and we read it again well we thought that our agents were pranking us and that the movie had already been made but uh we're so grateful to hear that it um that it was available and we i mean it's it, it was just so undeniable on the page so we went in we chatted with trip and jamie uh trip Vincent and jamie vanderbilt the the two producers on the project and um we just hit it off with them. They they loved the script for the same reasons we did, and uh, and we were we were off to the races. I'll be back. Uh, I'm just
2: gonna go sit in the car. It's too loud in there. Not not you guys. My AC. <laughs> <No problem.
7: laughs> Sorry guys.
3: Yeah. No. No Sorry. worries. <laughs> uh,
7: and um, and had a really great and it was and it was just kind of charmed from from day one. We had a really great really great experience with them and with the writers. And yeah, man, it was it was alchemy.
0: Awesome. Um, so, like, what when you guys were going through this um, script, which, I mean, awesomely written script, um, like, was there a, a moment when, you know, you, you perked up and you were like, oh, this is, you know, something we absolutely want to do?
3: Uh, yeah, th- I, I, I definitely think it was, like, right around the uh, first, like, the first day death. And we're like, oh, now we're going to go for this. Like, reading it through the first time, we're like, hey, these other characters are so strong, but we you just need you um, when reading the script, but then after that first accidental death, then we're like, okay, cool. This is this is fun and this lives in the world that we want to live in Because um, we're big fans of having characters be them protagonists or antagonists not be good at what they're doing uh, We've done it with like a lot of our other stuff uh, earlier on with Chad Matt and Rob and then also in VHS We had uh, you know bumbling idiots st- stum- stumble into a, a real exorcism and then all hell goes root like cuts loose um, so it was definitely right up our alley for that. We just loved the script, loved meeting with uh, the producers, and uh, we just saw a lot of potential in the project.
0: And, uh, you know, was was there any challenges? I mean, this is like, I guess, your first, maybe not your first foray, but this one is, you know, I would categorize it as, you know, horror slash comedy. Um, was there any um, difficulties, like, you know, not doing just like straight horror?
2: It doesn't match. Uh, no. You know what? It's funny, actually. Um, this is kind of what we always loved doing. Like, we started working together doing these YouTube videos, as, and we called ourselves Chad, Matt, and Rob, uh, because there was a guy named Rob, Rob Polanski, who worked with us. Um, right. And, and it was uh, it, it was always this kind of mashup of, like, genre, different genres. It was, like, sci-fi, horror, adventure, all through this sort of comedy lens, but it was always very, played very straight. Um, so in a lot of ways, this was sort of a homecoming for us. I mean, it's part of what, you know, like like Chad was just saying, it's what excited us about the script in a lot of ways.
0: Awesome. Um, and, you know, uh, so the next thing I wanted to talk about was, uh, you know, the filming locations. I You know, I feel like the – I don't know if it was filmed all in one house or multiple different locations or if it was on a, a sound set.
7: No, this – um. We, uh, we went in and, and scouted and, and found practical locations for this. Um, oh. I mean, I, I think you always start at the beginning of a project wanting, wanting to have the control of a, of a set build on a soundstage, but, you know, it wasn't a luxury that we've ever had, and it's always served us really well to shoot in practical locations. For us, it helps, it's the kind of last, last stage of the writing process for us is like getting in those physical locations and starting to design the story to fit what you have and for us like so much of the directing happens when you finally have to start really thinking about how characters move through the space how one one room connects to another and and so yeah we scouted we scouted um for a handful of weeks and we found actually three locations to represent the house uh, there was, there was um, this huge kind of grand mansion in downtown Toronto called Casa Loma, and um, that location makes up the really large, wide, grand hallways that you see in uh, really throughout, but really in the beginning when she's walking from the bedroom down into the music room. And then the majority of the, of the house uh, is, uh, was shot in, um, in the Parkwood Estate, which is where they shot Billy Madison, which is just outside of, <laughs> outside of Toronto. And then the third location was the dining room, where you know the big climactic end happens. And it was really, it was really a fun challenge to to connect those spaces. Of course, like we had great department heads, great production designer, great DP to help us achieve this sense of cohesion. But it was a, um, it was a. It, it's always been, it's always been. I think a touchstone of how we of how we approach a project is to find as much as you can practically. There are just certain things. There's a, there's a certain reality. Uh, that that's really hard to fabricate. and Obviously, there are people who are great at their jobs, but for us, it's like it, it's it's an important limitation in a lot of ways to design the action and the way that a scene plays out. So, yeah, man, it was uh, it, those those locations did us a lot of favors. It's a, they were really badass.
0: Uh, yeah, and it and it definitely shows on the screen as well because I you know I think that the the, the mansion itself is kind of its own character in this movie um so i think you know the, obviously the practicality and we're big uh, on this podcast we always talk about you know practical effects and just practicality in general so um, that's really exciting to hear um were there any challenges though um with filming you know in these actual mansions
3: uh, that's a really good question and and, and like there there are some like some of the rooms are smaller than others so we had to like figure out it was a very like uh delicate choreography that we had to go about with some of the scenes um but but just jumping off of something tyler said real quick too and the way like the, the house was designed we wanted to make sure that you didn't know what the the schematics of the house were like like we wanted it to feel like like impossibly large and you know you never see the outside of the house in full you see you know just just like the facade of it and the front of it and Inside, you don't know where you're at. I think we exactly. lost you. Um, and again, Chad. You, oh, sorry, Chad, you're, you're kind right, of right. Yeah, you're kind of. Oh, sorry, am I back or am yeah, I? Yeah, you're back. You're oh, back. back. All right, Crystal cool. Clear. Sorry. All right, good. Um, so, so basically, uh, like a lot of the challenges, though, were again, mm-hmm. we're going to just go back to our department heads and our incredible design team who made these separate locations feel cohesive and one, and the continuity between them. Um, was so fantastic that even when the footage got to our editor, he didn't know which location was which location, um, and it all just kind of blended well together for him. So so it, it, it is challenging shooting in practical locations, but, I, like again, we always find it the most rewarding if you can pull it off. Yeah. Well, also,
7: those locations were, were museums. They were heritage sites. So you Artifacts. Can, fans, don't sit on the artifacts. You're fans, your fans <laughs> of practical blood. We weren't allowed to put practical blood... On on any surface, we weren't allowed to sit on any of the original furniture. I mean, <laughs> and you of course like being on a film set. It, most a lot of the times, people spend sitting sitting around like waiting for shit to happen. Mm-hmm. So there were just like very real practical concerns. But um, and and then the the dining room location, we got to go hog
3: fucking wild. With, <laughs> uh, like the, the yeah, the blood. only room we're allowed to use blood in, or like we have an idea
2: it looked like a murder room we had you know. <laughs> like
3: crazy yeah
2: it was the walls were covered in you know not saran wrap <laughs> but essentially saran wrap you like
0: clear plastic yeah yeah <laughs> right. just
2: well,
0: um so the, the next thing i want to jump into is the cast because the ensemble cast in this movie is amazing um obviously headed by uh samara weaving Um, just how did she get involved in the project and, uh, you know, was it your choice to cast her or was that a studio decision?
2: They forced her on (laughs) us. no, they, uh, she, she, uh, they did actually suggest her though. They, they, she came from searchlight and, you know, we were, you know, we had a bunch of ideas and we were like trying to figure out who who was going to be grace. And then they, they, they had worked with her on three billboards and suggested that we take a look and we did. And we were. We were, like, sort of familiar with her, but not in a real way. And then after kind of doing a deep dive, we were, we quickly just, like, fell in love with her work. And we're like, we, we have to get her in the movie. And then we, we talked to her once. We had this awkward Skype call with her when she, when, she was, when she was shooting guns akimbo. So she looked all, like, she was all punk rocked out. And, and it was, you know, uh, glitchy and the, kept cutting out. And it was, like, you know, not a good first step forward. And then we sat down with her, like, two or three weeks later and, and had just, like, a real nice, normal conversation with her, and, and everything clicked. And, and she was the first person who came on board. And then from there, you know, you, you the kind of hope is that the dominoes start falling and we get the rest of the cast. But it was, like, a month of, oh, my God, we haven't cast anybody else. This is crazy. No like, dominoes fell. We, no. we were, dominoes. like, <laughs> looking, yeah, we are looking at Sam's face on our, casting board and she's the only you put a headshot up on the wall and she's the only one with a the only character with a headshot up until like a couple weeks before we were shooting and then you know we had this really great uh uh cast casting directors up in canada who got us just some really like wonderful actors and uh, one of our favorite kind of anecdotes about it is is that most, most of the cast were the first or second person we saw for that role. And, and they just set the bar so high. And, 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 and we were nervous going into shooting because the cast hadn't actually met. And it was like, they kind of all met the day we were shooting or maybe a day before, but they had an alchemy that just sort of was like undeniable. And I think once we saw them all together, we kind of sort of took like a, you know, collective sigh of relief
0: yeah I would have never guessed that because everyone just seemed to click so well on this movie. I mean was it a was it a fun set to work? I mean it seemed like everyone was getting along so well was it a, a fun set to work on?
7: Uh, it was a super super fun set I think I think that we are still surprised by how just how well everyone got along uh, and how and how smooth the shoot was given. Our limitations. I mean, it was it was so fast. I, I, obviously, a low budget movie. Obviously, like a ton of action, a ton of set pieces, like a lot of blood, a lot of characters, a lot of dialogue. Like there was just for, for what we what we had to shoot the movie and what we actually had script wise to shoot. Those two things felt like they were going to really be at odds with the with one another. Like throughout the project, and every time we got on set and and started working with the cast, it was. There was this feeling, this instant feeling of relief. It was like, oh shit! The thing that the thing that we are, that you're usually most worried about was the thing that was that was always the, the smoothest. And it was just that everyone was having a great time. Everyone knew their characters. They like show, showed up to do their their best work. And at, the, and at the end of the day, they were like down for how weird the experiment was. You know, one of the big challenges with any with any project, but certainly one that requires so much of its cast is that they're just they just understand what like the culture of the shoot is gonna be. And we didn't have a single hiccup with, with any of with any of the cast members. It was just like everyone and and part of it is like the the story is so insane. It's like make believe <laughs> such an it's such a it's such a crazy level that you kind of can't you can't not have fun when you're when you're either standing around a table screaming latin about to kill somebody or you're watching that on a monitor it's just so ridiculous and and i uh, you know i think you see that in the performances for sure <laughs> yeah
0: d- uh definitely um so what do you guys think is is harder to craft a scare or a, co- a comedic scene
3: that's a that's a really great question I, I i think that they're they're set up the exact same way because you you need to set them both up and live in that tension for 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 just the right amount of time to To get the audience to lean forward or, or to be completely caught off guard um, and, and that's something we love doing both uh, to be honest like our jokes aren't usually like set up punchline they're usually d- just derived strictly from character and like character reactions in an extraordinary situation um, and that's just the way we like to we craft our humor um, the scare is actually are also not good at
2: bit, set up punchline jokes
3: exactly yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and then the scares were just that. Those were a little bit more technical. Like we had to make sure that things worked in the right way, and and you know arrows were flying to the right direction, and 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 people were coming out of the closet or the uh, servants' quarters at the right time, and, and just finding that finding that both for both through production and, and in the edit. Um, so those those were a little challenging, but the characters and what was scripted and what our actors brought to it, they brought that levity to a degree that we couldn't have possibly imagined, and they, they just crushed it for us.
0: Yeah. So, I, I don't know if this is true. I had read it online, but I had read that there's 17... Everything <laughs> you read online is
7: true, by the way. <laughs> yeah. The internet's That's
0: the true. best source for
7: facts. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: <laughs> um, <laughs> but I had read that 17 different wedding dresses were used for this movie.
3: That's true. That is, that is true. a fact.
0: Okay. How difficult was it was that? also
3: doubled too because there was the stunt double that had we had doubles of it. So there's 17 different variations of the great of the grace dress, then doubles of all those for the stunt. There were the 30 total. There's a lot of dresses.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's amazing. How difficult was that to deal with for just continuity reasons alone?
2: You know, it's funny. It it it, it was it was difficult, and it took it took a lot of planning. But it's really a testament to Avery, who was our costume designer, and then uh, our, like, hair and makeup. Everybody really just worked together to figure out what are our kind of tent poles for this dress, you know? And we had, like, I think it was three or four kind of major tent poles for the dress. Like, when she falls into the goat pit, the dress is white, minus a little blood here and there. But, like, and then the minute she touches that goat pit, it is a different color dress. It is as if she was submerged in gum. And, like, that's just one example. But we have a few kind of moments that there's, like, a drastic change. And then in between that, there was, like, I know Avery. Avery had it planned out
6: so yeah, spectacularly.
2: Yeah, was crazy. It was amazing. <laughs> it was, like, and, you know, and again, it's, like, it's just one of those things where you're, like, for us, who, who came up doing everything ourselves and a lot of it poorly, to have someone like Avery on board who can handle this so well. It's just such a blessing. And I mean, she 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 would have these these like moments where you'd, you'd, you'd struggle to find what the difference is. But 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 it's so necessary mm-hmm. because without those, it's just this trajectory Well, not without them with those. It creates this trajectory that you can track through the whole movie. And I know I, I remember one of our f- favorite like, parts of the post-production process was getting our first kind of assembly cut together. And watching the continuity of the dress and the kind of blood throughout and being like, hey, we don't have any continuity issues. Like we had none. We didn't have to do any like VFX punch ups. It was really, really splendid.
0: Oh, perfect. Awesome. Uh, Steve, you want, I know you're sitting down there somewhere. You want to uh, throw in some questions for these guys?
5: Sure. Uh, I was actually wondering because the the scripts and the uh, the dialogue was just so clean throughout the whole movie. Was it all scripted or was there a lot of improv? Because it came off so real and so guttural. There,
7: you know, the the majority of it is is pretty on book. Um, the the roles were written really specifically, and you know, the, the the characters all have a really different point of view and perspective. But I think the thing that we're that we're super proud of, um, on the, on the cast side is they, everybody, everybody brought something unique to those roles that was not on the page. And obviously like that's part of, that's part of what the, the job doing the job well is. But I think that, um, even to this day, there are moments when we watch the movie and I mean, we've all seen it, you know, probably close to a couple hundred times by now where we're just, we're still finding all these great little nuanced moments that um, that that just you can't you can't write. And some of those certainly are dialogue. There were there were a lot of little buttons and punchline moments that just kind of happen organically on set. That that are the weird you know the little, weird little bits of magic that um, that you you plan, you plan, you don't plan for, but then they happen and it's like, well, fuck, that's absolutely gold and that's got to be in the movie. Uh, but then just, just the sort of uh, approach to character and how everybody made, made all of uh, all of their, their characters uh, really real and, and really uh, emotionally grounded. It's so easy in a genre movie, especially one that has this kind of heightened uh, fantasy element to it to play everything to the ceiling all the time, to just be the weird kind of arch version of, of the character on the page or the weird jester or, you know, the asshole brother-in-law or whatever, whatever that is, um, it's easy to fall into an archetype. And everybody, all the cast did such a good job of, of finding ways to really own uh, the, the humanity of their characters, even though they are such pieces of shit. <laughs> you know like you still you still really get a sense of, of who they are and why they are, who they are. And um, so yeah, there was certainly and we love that improv stuff too. like there, we, we, we definitely show up on set um, hoping to, to capture those little those little accidents, but that stuff doesn't happen unless you have a great that stuff doesn't happen and and, and have it and it's not usable unless the script is really, solid and is really steering the performances
5: in a very specific direction. That's awesome. I I really love that scene in particular where she's yelling at Justin in the car. It just it's like a scene that was almost supposed to play off as scary but I laughed so my whole theater laughed so hard at her delivery in that entire That's thing. So good so. To hear. We we spent a lot of time in the edit messing with that one, so <laughs> Uh, to sp- speaking of practical facts and stuff you're talking about that scene where she falls in the goat pit. Um, was that stuff like did you have someone special doing all that stuff because it looked really good and really real? Uh, how would guys approach practical facts and stuff'
3: um, it like the the goat pit was the only thing we got to build, and it was something that we we went through a couple iterations because initially it was in the script it was a well we lost and you get, Like buddy. the yeah. sub basement yeah. of the bar. Oh. Gone. There, there you are. There you are. are, some, are you, that's amazing how it works. <laughs> well thank you for calling out <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Yeah. yeah. You guys there you it. are. Just take just take now this one. All right. Take this one. I mean I'm we, we went
2: from like day one, our our kind of whole approach to uh to uh uh the effects was like we wanna do as much of this practically as possible. Like and and so that goes for everything all the way. Do we do spoilers on this? Let's just say the end, the end stuff happens in the end. Well, you know, we did our, our, well.
0: our review is spoiler filled, so you, you can feel free fantastic. Free
2: well. Oh, great. <laughs> so like the explosions, you know, that's, that's 98% practical blood. You know, it's just, we just swapped out the actors with the blood bags and blew them up. And then there's VFX enhancement and stitching to make it work, but it's essentially practical. It's practical as you can get for that kind of thing. Um, and with the goat pit, it was, it was first of all, it was the scene that we discussed probably more than anything in terms of actual production. Like, how are we going to shoot this? Because in the script, it was like a 50 foot well with like this. It was just too much uh, for our budget and our time. And so we kind of, you know, with the writers and the producers in the studio, boiled it down to like the key ingredients. And and as far as the practical effects go, that was something that it was like. A lot of that is Samara selling it. You know, when you really pay attention, it's her reaction that makes you feel all that disgust and the grossness. Because in reality, it's just some mud and some some gunk on her hair. There's The gunk on her hair, which she unfortunately then had to wear for that, you know, the half of the shoot that existed post that, that stuff's just part of her costume. Uh, but yeah, it, you know, I mean, it's it, a long-winded way of saying, like, we did you know, as much of it practically as possible. And a lot of that meant putting Sam through kind of a little, a little mini version of hell, but she was always a trooper about it. And, you know, hopefully it shows.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, One thing I I wanted to get into, um, you know, and if you guys want to talk about it, that's fine. If not, no big deal. Um, but the hunt, um, you know, was canceled by universal, a movie that had very similar themes. Um, you know what is? Why do you think your movie made it through um, that, um, and the hunt was unfortunately canceled?
7: Man, I you know that's a it's a great question. I think we should we should well, and we're happy to talk about it. By the way, it's sure. like I mean, as 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 filmmakers, you can't not have a conversation about the the shit that's happening in the business, and and we we certainly are aware that. You know, we got kind of pulled into that that vortex and that conversation, and we're we're fine with it. Um, we think it's we think it's a conversation that everyone should be having. Um, but we should also say that we we haven't seen the hunt, and nobody's seen the hunt. Right. So it's a little crazy to us that there are a lot of opinions about a piece of work that um, that that nobody's seen, and that's unfortunate, right? Like we're fans of we're fans of Lindelof and, and Zobel. Like those guys are obviously great filmmakers. Their their, their previous their previous work. Is certainly a testament to that. Um, and they, and they seem like really thoughtful, uh, intelligent, intelligent storytellers. So I I think we have to believe that there's probably some version of a really smart conversation happening, happening in that, in that film. But again, who, who the fuck knows, you know, and it's, and, and maybe we will find out and, and maybe we won't, but, um, it's, um, when you start canceling, when you start canceling movies that are about something specific that's happening in our culture, um, that's a that's a slippery slope. You know, if you start pulling that thread, uh, shit unravels pretty pretty quickly. But I, you know, in terms of in terms of how we avoided the fate, um, I, I I think that our movie is not. Um, does not present itself as a wildly political movie. I mean I, I think certainly if you watch it for, for what's happening thematically you get a pretty clear idea of our of our point of view as, as filmmakers. But for us it wasn't about the movie wasn't about um, putting the, the sort of the the sort of political idea front and center. It was more about creating this this really fun and exciting uh, you know experience And then burying all of the shit that is really mad that really matters and the kind of conversation that we are having about, you know, about society and about uh, income inequality and about religion and about family and about privilege, all of all of that shit. The movie is is chock full of it. But at the end of the day, we wanted it to be this really accessible, fun and interesting and interesting story. And. So we, we we think that you can watch it from those two points of view. You know, if you really want to dissect it and you really want to dig in, there's there's a treasure trove to be found. Uh, and if you really just want to like have a have a crazy fucking experience, it certainly del- <laughs> delivers on that on that level as well. But. Um, yeah, I'm not sure if that answered the question. It's obviously we're like living in a fucking complicated time. Yeah. And and we think it's the job our job as filmmakers to, to, you know, hopefully present some ideas to the audience that are maybe a little bit challenging and, and maybe help them see things from a different perspective. Um, so so who knows? I think that we're bummed we're bummed that we're not gonna to, to, to get to see that movie when we were you know, when it was originally scheduled for release and, and who the fuck knows what'll happen what'll happen with it.
0: Yeah, I think we'll see it at some point. Um, hopefully, I mean, I was. I think most genre fans were excited to check it out, and hopefully, uh, you know, it will find a place because you know it deserves to be seen. Um, so, yeah.
3: Um, all right, next question. Um, you guys. Well, off, well off, just off, so on top work. of that. Yeah. Sorry, just not to cut you off real quick. No, but no, on, no on top works. of that, I think I think genre fans have to have to start making a statement like that because that that's important. You know, when yeah. things get taken away. You know, we have to be just as loud as the people that were complaining that that got it, got that made it get pulled away, and 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 raise the voices that way because that you know the people like let the people demand that they are not censored and things are not you know perceived that way by everybody. So yeah, yeah, that's great. Like I think we all just need to like make that statement.
0: You know, absolutely. And well, speaking of fans of the genre, we actually have some uh, listener questions for you guys. Um, Steve, do you have those uh, pulled up?
5: I, I do. Uh, so uh, Paragon asks you, was there a, like a Your Next Vibe intentional or a happy accident? Is that a movie you guys are fans of?
3: Well, Paragon, um, we're actually really good friends with Adam and Simon. And uh, Simon did come to an uh, early screening of it just to, 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 to check it out. Um, we blew the at the screen. Movie. He did, yeah. And, and he threw a fit and we haven't talked <laughs> to him since. Um. <laughs> you'll be hearing from my lawyers I think was a lot right. really <laughs> I mean you know he's he's a fan of the movie he enjoyed what we did with it he enjoyed the scenes we talked throughout you know more and he, and he saw the religious you know tones that we had, undertones we had going on there and, and the, the amount of wealth that family had um, but you know like we, we were really good friends with them we loved their work they they are very insanely in supportive of ours, and, and we we talk a lot about projects not only when they're done, but like as we're making them. So so they're all part of the VHS family, and we definitely
2: sound like a robot right now, buddy. I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna take over for you. We uh we love dudes VHS family. I think is what he was saying. And, and it's, we should also just say that like we all loved your next and. It, I, there was never like an intentional. Well, that's not even true. We talked about your next when we were when we were talking about this movie because it's one of the few movies that that had a tone that was what we love. Where it's like it's funny, but it's scary. It's got all the action. It's everything you want in a movie. So you know, it wasn't like we were like, let's do your next. But it, it it it's a movie we've all seen a bunch of times. It's gonna come through some one way or
5: the other. Awesome. Um, we also had a question that kind of goes into something I want to talk to you guys about uh, concerning the VHS. Your segment was very ghost heavy. Uh, did you guys have any type of ghost activities that kind of influenced that? And it also brings into the uh, Jedi Mind 1207 want to know, did you experience any weird uh, kind of ghost feelings on the sets so that you've been, like at Casaloma or something like that?
2: Uh, you know, that's a, that's a good question. We, we have some ghost stories among us. Uh, and one of our things that, that, that we've always loved is that a lot of the stuff we shoot, we shoot, like, you know, we talked about earlier, we shoot on location, we shoot especially, but not, not ready or not was a, you know, relatively large production by our standards, but a lot of this stuff we've shot in the past, like our VHS segment. It's just us and, like, two or three friends in that house. It's not, it's not like there's people everywhere, and it, it, does not, it does not feel safe. Let's just put it that way, and that's true for a lot of the stuff we used to shoot. Um, I, I can't think of any actual ghost things that we have. Cut me off, guys, if there's something one of you remember. No, but, I mean, I feel like there I, was some
7: fucked up shit on Southbound. I don't think there was anything on Ready or Not, but I remember that there was a handful of people who thought the house that we shot Southbound in they had yeah, a Roxanne
2: Benjamin segment on, yeah.
7: Southbound. But, on Southbound. That place was Roxanne terrifying.
6: Staying.
2: We stayed in the house that we shot Southbound in, and so did uh, Roxanne for her segment, the second segment. They also stayed there, and, and the women in that segment thought that they saw a ghost. Or, like, two I people. Think the
7: big, yeah, I think the I big think plot that. twist of that story is that they weren't ghosts.
6: They were actually methamphetamine addicts, which is just yeah. fucking terrifying. <laughs> <laughs>
7: But I don't know about Ready or Not. I don't know, guys. I don't, I'm trying to think of... I feel like there was
2: always... There was nah, but we always... So much activity. <laughs> but we're always we're always mildly
5: creeped out. So I don't know. It probably says more about us than anything, but... <laughs> that's, that's awesome. Um, we have a couple questions about the end of the film. Uh, Paragon asked again, uh, did the end have any secret meaning?
7: Secret meaning... I don't know. I mean, I'm trying to think of what...
2: There was going you know,
7: to I mean, be. What what secret meaning were you... Are you? We're
2: talking to about that? ready or not? Ready yes. or not? Yep. Uh, well, for a while, unless you have a better one, Tyler. I was going to say that no. for, for a while, we ended up cutting it because it just got too cluttered. But at the very end, when the paramedics are talking to her and she's smoking the cigarette... We had them say the address of the house and we made it the same address as the house in Southbound to oh, give it this oh, weird like, right. oh, maybe this yeah. is in the world of Southbound. But we ended up, we, we had talked, to cut it for flow
7: and we, we were like, Damn, that would have been fun. DJ. I remember talking about putting the DJ from Southbound on the radio when she gets in the car. Yeah,
2: too. we wanted Larry President <laughs> to be the, the, the Nat Faxon role first when we first talked and about now, it. I
7: think, you know, at the end of the film i I I'm, I'm assuming he's talking about the- ex, the explosions that that part of the end of the film. I mean, I think that what we'd hope to achieve there is that because so much of the movie up to that moment is steeped in the mystery of this this pact with lebale and is it real and is it not and we've heard the family argue about it we've we've heard about this other family, the Van Horns, who somehow failed, and there were obviously serious consequences i mean our our goal with the, end was to really just put an exclamation mark on the end of the movie and actually leave hopefully, uh, none of it ambiguous (laughs) that you realize very definitively, this pact is real. LaBelle is real. If you lose, you're fucked. And, and that, and that Sam, you know, Grace, uh, she, she ran LaBelle's gambit. She, she is the winner of the game. Um, so, so I, I, mean, I'm not, I think that you can probably read a, a ton of stuff into that, but it's, um, you know, for us, I think we wanted to not specifically not leave it ambiguous. We, we even talked for a while about whether or not to show Bail in the chair. And at the end of the day, it was like, well, fuck it, man, we're here. We've just had this insane, this insane piece of magic. Like we've, we've turned the volume all the way up. Why would we leave that open for interpretation? Like, let's just fucking go that one extra, that one extra yard and get into the end zone. I mean, it, it, so so our goal was to hope, was to hopefully leave things as unambiguous as as possible.
5: Cool. And and then the final question that I have, Rise Horror Corner asked, what well, we all want to know: Will there be a sequel? Because I'd love to see more of Mister Labelle. <laughs> Oh, that's great.
3: Um, yeah, no, we haven't talked about that yet. We're just, like, thrilled to get the first one out there. Um, so we haven't talked about story-wise yet. That said, we just were at Fox Searchlight, and they're like, so what could a sequel be? Huh. And, you know, and everybody's, like, spitting around ideas. Um, you know, I think our favorite idea right now is doing a prequel, prequel, and it's just having Fitch and Emily partying in Ibiza and having a great time and accidentally killing a bunch of people. Um <laughs> along the way but like yeah nothing nothing more and along the lines of uh of grace giving all the elites uh a big comeuppance um nothing like that yet and no more nods to mr labelle also mr labelle in the movie was uh the the quick flash of him it was our uh producer jamie vanderbilt we got him to sit on on stage in the green screen just like give a little flash um which is fun nice
0: um, is there anything you guys, like, had to cut from the movie that you wish could have stayed in there?
2: You, you know, it's
0: funny, uh... Not that we wish could have stayed in we,
2: there. We, <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. Not, yes, that's not true, Tyler. You and I have talked about maybe a oh, total right. of 48 frames between the two of us that we both yeah. wanted, but, uh... No, I mean, we, we. one of the kind of miraculous things, and this goes, this is like credit to everybody involved from studio producers, writers, is is we worked on developing the script so long, and then when we got on set, we still kept having to cut stuff down because of just time and money, and Guy and Ryan were just really, really game for that, so we would be like calling them on Thursday and say, hey, tomorrow we had this these two scenes, but we can only do one, so can we move stuff from scene one into that scene, and then make scene two feel a little bit, you know, and they were, like, just rolling with it, and it was so kind of, it was happening in real time, and so by the end of the shoot, we only had two scenes that got cut, wait, one scene that got cut, and the only reason it got cut, one
7: little aside, right?
2: We had an aside, we had a great extra bit of Melanie, who plays Emily, snorting coke, another another time which we love and it's fantastic and hopefully it's on like the you know blu-ray or vod but uh the only actual like scene scene was just the scene that got cut because there were two scenes that were too familiar right next to each other it wasn't even like it didn't work it was just kind of like this just slows down the pacing so so we kind of kind of sort of like the getting to the edit and being like we don't have dress continuity issues this was another one of those like wow we don't even have a scene to spare like this is it like what you get what we shot is what you get, you know? Uh, so, no, we, I wish there were scenes that we, we wish we could have kept.
7: <laughs> yeah, we wish that we could do, like, a, a re-release, a director's cut re-release with 20 extra minutes, but that's just not in the card. It'd be, it be an extra
2: 45 seconds.
6: <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so what's, uh, what's next for you guys, or what, how about, uh, like, something, a, a passion project, something that you guys would, would love to do?
7: Man, that's a uh, that's a that's a that's a good one. I mean, we're look, we're we're looking for the next thing now. I think that one of the one of the challenges, and it's a god, it's such a good challenge to have, is after having the experience we had on this project, um, it's gonna be hard to replicate it, you know. And that's a that's a really good place to be in. Um, we love this project so much, and I think that we we. What it taught us, it gave us this sense of muscle memory of really having, of really knowing, like in our in our guts, like what the what we love and what's gonna work. And um, and I think that we're just looking for that again. And you know, that's um, and, and you know, hopefully we'll work with Guy and Ryan again, the writers, and Tripp and Jamie. I mean, you, you know, you hope to replicate the experience. <laughs> when it's good, um, as much as you can on the next one. So we're we're chasing a handful of things, but they're all they're all in this weird, you know, kind of tonal genre mashup space. We we loved we loved that about Ready or Not. That it that it's um there's a little of something for everyone in it and that it's uh it's so confident in what it is even though it's so many different things. So I, I think whatever we do next, it's certainly gonna be uh in in the lineage of this of this weird fun tone
0: awesome well we definitely look forward to it i mean i, I think it's it's safe to say you guys are gonna plan on staying in the horror genre that's the plan we'll, all
7: right yeah man we'll
0: all do whatever we can without question <laughs> yes yeah,
7: <it's, it's> <laughs> all
0: right awesome well um i think we, that's a good place to wrap it up um but thank you so much uh matt tyler and chad um you know like i said uh we all loved the movie so much and we're really excited to see what you guys do next uh before we let you go is there anything uh else you guys would like to plug
7: no we just so go see ready, ready or not yeah and thank you for for you know expressing that it means the world to us